This episode and most episodes of A Beer With are recorded live in Diffuse Studios. How are we guys? Back again in the studio on a Monday. It's the 27th of July. Um, on the weekend, um, you know, pretty pretty quiet one actually for myself. Um, so I actually spent the weekend making some of these beer-scented candles. Um, so we talk about this on the podcast, um, today's one. At the stage when we recorded it, I actually hadn't um, made any of these candles yet. I now have seven candles. Um, so it was just a, a small run to see how we went. Um, so if you're interested in a candle, a beer scented candle, um, hand cut by me, they're, they're served in beer glasses. Um, it's a beer scent, uh, 250 mil, 250 mil candle, uh, and they are all handmade by myself. Um, so if you're interested in a candle, hit me up, uh, they're $25, um, and we can figure out how to get it to you, um, whether you want to pick it up or, or I can post it out to you. So, um, if you're interested in a beer scented candle, uh, with a beer with branding logo and everything, make sure you get in touch via any of the socials, uh, and let me know. And I'll make sure that I get you down for an order. So guys, this one is with Roger G. Now it was actually filmed the other weekend. This was the second one that was filmed on the same day as Badger's episode, which is last week. Um, so we go over heaps of stuff in this podcast. I went for a while. I was kind of smashed when it started. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this one. Let's run that music and get this episode underway. Hi guys, welcome back. This is another episode of A Beer With. I'm your host Jai, and today on the episode we have Roger G. Now Roger G is a DJ in Brisbane. Uh, he mainly plays UK bass. Uh, that's sort of his niche that he's been focusing on over the last sort of you know couple of years. Um, in this episode, we talk about how he got into music. Um, we talk about a heap of sort of I suppose you could call it personal development, or maybe it's just growing up. Um, and we speak about a few things that you know that uh, Greg has sort of maybe realised in recent times. Um, there's a heap of laughs along the way as well. Definitely a few digs in there. Uh, at Greg, um, you know, because because we hang out on Friday knockoffs quite often, so um, you know, know some of the uh, ins and outs of his life. So um, it was a great podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, one of my favourites. I say that every week, but this one really is. So let's just get this episode underway. So as always, sit back, crack a beer if you have one. If you bought one of the candles, light them and enjoy the episode. This is a beer with Roger G. Kick it off. There we go. Beautiful. Welcome, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Roger G, our, uh, our resident ogre. How's the I'm swamp going? Yeah, yeah, not too <laughs> shabby. Started off with something, just giving you giving yeah, a little dig oh, out. Yeah, you've, you've already set the mood. For, set the mood for, for the rest for, of it. Well, podcast, I've already had so a few beers, so yeah, I'm already well on the way to. Uh, I've, I've definitely got to play catch up then. Yeah, so. so expect a few little digs here and there from us. Oh, look, it's it's nothing I'm not used to before. <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. <laughs> pretty on brand actually. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's 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 part of it's part of the brand. Part of the name is that you know I must get butchered. You know. That's it, mate. It's the joys. And you just picked up the whip. Show us the new whip outside. Yeah, yeah. The new so, polo. Uh, yeah, 20, 2016 polo GTI. So I've been waiting yeah. three weeks for it for since I put the deposit down. So I yeah. took, took them absolutely ages to get the finance done. But we yeah. got there in the end. And as, as a thank you for um, 
being like for obviously waiting they um they chucked in an extra six months register so i was like oh, sick that's not bad that's so, good yeah yeah so the, no they were, they were really friendly and it was just weird i said look oh, people people got sick and then i think i just got pushed to the bottom of the pile yeah. so it kind of yeah ended up taking taking a little bit longer but hey i got six months extra register so i don't yeah it doesn't that's really make a difference good. to me so so that's yeah it. so fucking now i got a um now i got a twenty six thousand dollar loan to pay off Fun debt, Fun. First, debt. First, first big loan that I've got to pay off, so I'm looking yeah, forward to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But you've uh, you got a new new job in that, I see. Yeah, you know, working with working with the badge now, the, the and my and cousin only. Chelsea as yeah, well. Yeah, so uh, no, it's it's been a lot of change uh, going on in the last sort of couple of weeks uh, in my life, which which has been exciting. Mostly, well, no, all positive changes, which is which is good. Um, and it's sort of just another step of, of me becoming an adult, um, which is becoming more and more scary. Uh, Fuck, that's funny. You becoming an adult. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't know. imagine that. Like, great. yeah, <laughs> I, I can't imagine it either, but here I am with, yeah. with a full-time job, a car repayment, a house. I'm just like, Christ, I, I'm getting old. Yeah. No, I, so, you got plenty to go, man. You got yeah, plenty I've got, go. got a little bit. So I'm, I'm only 22. So I've got, well, 20, 23 in December. So I'm still, still fairly young. Yeah. So what's been going on over COVID? I mean, look, to be honest, I know exactly what's been going on with you yeah. over COVID because, you know, you're a, f- a frequent uh, participant yes. of the Friday knockoffs and that. I You've come own. and played an event and stuff. So, I have. So, so um, but for everyone out there, what do you what have you been up to? Has COVID been weird for you or not? Um, COVID actually hasn't really been too weird. Uh, obviously, apart from all the clubs not closing, you know, not being able to go to the Met every Friday, Saturday night, that was obviously the biggest sort of thing. But yeah. in terms of work, I, I've I've kept working. I kept um I kept my retail job at a at a factory second um yep. store throughout the whole of whole of COVID. So that yep. sort of kept me going, kept kept the bills paid, kept the rent going, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, so that that was kind of good. And then um, as you said, uh, am I three weeks in now? So yeah, so about three weeks. Well, four weeks ago, um, I got a job at National Storage. Um, in the contact center, so doing inquiries, assist, yeah. assisting where I can. So yeah, re- really loving it compared to um, I was sitting um, as I said, the factory second job. I was sitting by myself for eight hours a day, five days yeah. a week. Um, you know, on, the only one working in the shop. Mm. So it got it got a little bit lonely, and I was spending all day on the computer. And I was the eight hour shift. I'd probably maybe work for like two, two and a half yeah. hours at other time. Because people aren't in coming. Yeah, in, look, if like... people aren't coming into the shop, like there's not much to do so yeah pretty much just me sitting on soundcloud youtube so which was good because it, it meant i kept on top of music and everything like that and i was constantly downloading tunes she just um, made mad tiktoks bro <laughs> tiktoks in the fucking Ooh. with all the tvs and shit yeah. i'm sure you could have come up with something really good oh look i'm sure i could have but um but yeah so no so that, that was good at least i was staying on top of music as i said constantly downloading music and yeah uh, and whatnot but i'm i'm glad to be where i am now it's it's a step up it's a, it's a more sort of mature kind of role it's it's working with a lot of like-minded people yeah. um, and and sort of get me in the door in, in, in the corporate world you could say yeah um so yeah so a little bit of a pay rise as well which is good and and obviously that sort of helped swing the decision of the car well I, I was always i was always thinking about getting a new car and then and then you know i got off the new job which was going to be more pay and i was like look this is something i can i, I think i can afford did, yeah. did the math and everything so everything worked out well so um so yeah looking looking forward to what the future holds there as i said working with well it was cameron that actually got me the job so um yeah you know getting to see him three three days a week is pretty good you know yeah getting to see my best mate three days a week which is which is good and exciting and then um and as i said the, the other guys in the office are fantastic as well they've maybe really welcome and and yeah made this whole sort of experience over the last couple of weeks like really 
Really good. So it's just uh, it's just a little bit of a shame. It's, it keeps me so busy that um, I'm starting to slip on music a little bit. Like yeah. obviously not sitting on SoundCloud all day. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of downloading music. So it's slowly starting to get away. But I try and try and play catch up. I've got I've got my weekends back, which is good. Yeah. Um, I did you know eight months of of working every Sunday. Yeah. Um, and and stuff like that. So now I've got full you know two day weekends, which which I'm really enjoying. So I get to spend time with with my dad and my mates and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And, and go out. You know, get paid and not go to work hungover the next day yeah yeah that's right yeah so yeah no but it's 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 good and as i said it's really exciting times and it's it's yeah it's it's as i said there's been a lot of positives in my life which which is good and you know i'm I'm really fortunate and really thankful for and and it's it's really helped me and really motivating you know to see when when these things sort of line up and and come into place it's it's really motivating and and you know i want to keep doing more so so now i've set myself you know and now i've as i said i've got the job i've got the car that's all sorted now so the next thing i want to do is, is really get a grip on my own music production Production. Yeah. Um. Really get a grip on that, and also um getting to getting to gym as well, getting into a bit of better shape still. Yeah. Still trying to get there. So I've come a bit of a wave. If you met me at the beginning of last year, I would have been. You would have seen this like massive round ball that probably would have sat here like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I um between jobs and stuff like that. Tightening it up. A yeah. Bit. So and started going to gym, sort of a bit of cleaner eating and stuff yeah. like that. So slowly sort of getting down. And this year I um kind of got into you know a bit of a routine with the gym. So long long way to go, but you know. I've, I've also come a long way which which has got to got to recognize as well it's always good to to look back at where you've come from that's yeah that's it. That, that's what i've noticed as well whenever you're achieving um striving for goals it's always good to um actually sort of sit back and be like wait how far have i actually come yeah um, and you don't realize how far you've come until you look exactly you take that moment yeah, to look yeah. back yeah exactly because you're just so. in the thick of it otherwise and yeah like i'm totally like that it's like i'm always like what's next What's the mm. next thing I can do? Like, how can I do better? What can I do? And so I'm always sort of it's, thinking it's, about yeah, that. It's, it's always it's it's really easy to get caught up in always striving for more. Um, where sometimes you actually yeah. need to have a have a sit and be like, okay, I've actually you know where have I actually come from? Yeah. Um, and 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 with that as well is. Uh, you know, with with life as well, it's 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 a wave. You know, you're gonna have your ups and downs. Sometimes you're gonna have setbacks. Yeah. Um. But you've also got to recognize that those setbacks aren't there forever. Um. If you sit there and think this is this is gonna set me back forever, then of course it is. Um. You're gonna get stuck in that mud. So you you've got to um got to realize. You know, when when you do have you know you have your shit days and you you know stuff goes wrong. You've obviously got to realize it. Um. And and rec sorry recognize it. Um. But then also you know how how are you gonna get past it? Because I can tell you what if you if you don't sit there and go, how you know that this is going to get better, it's it's certainly not. So yeah, um, so yeah, I, I've um I've I've had a really sort of big mind shift in the in the last couple of months, um in in terms of of, of thinking and you know the ways I, I react to certain situations now and and the way I sort of handle myself um I've really sort of tried to become a little bit more open minded um sort of understand where where other people are coming from in certain situations that you're not always going to agree with them 100% um and and sometimes you got to say look at what you know th see things from their point of view as well yeah um so i think that's that's a big thing that a lot of people need to need to recognize and because it's it's really hard you know I, you know seeing a lot of people my age down in the dumps and you know you know saying how, how depressed they are and everything like that and and you know if you if you sit there and, and say you know to yourself that this isn't going to get better then of course it's not yeah um so i've really sort of recognized and be like look you've, you've unfortunately like sometimes it might be hard to see but you've, you've got to force yourself to be to be um to, you know to think positively and, yeah. and and it's not always easy and and also a big thing is also asking for help um mm. that you know not enough people do that. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So look, we're we're all we're all on this journey together, uh, on this on this world together. So it, you know, 
we're not expected to to be able to handle every single situation by ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're not robots designed, programmed to to you know be able to cope with every single situation. Yeah. Um. So you know, you can't be afraid whether it's you know ask for professional help from a you know a, a psychologist or something like that, or asking your mates and stuff like mm. that. I think asking your mates for for help is is very underrated at the moment. Mm. Um. Because it can be tough too, though, because mm. like you know it's people you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? They know you, people feel, you know, a lot of people would feel, you know, like embarrassed or mm. ashamed of like whatever it is. And they don't want their friends to know. Whereas when you, you know, when it's a therapist or someone that's like an outside person who's like, yeah. you know, not, they're not part of my life normally. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to see them. Exactly. You know, the and, time, and, so. and, that, and that's the thing as well with every, you know, every person is going to have something that, you know, they're going to feel differently about the, about the situation and they're going yeah. to turn to, you know, certain people, some people might turn to their best friends for help. Yeah. Some people might turn to their parents. Some people might turn to their siblings. Some people might go to professional help. So, yeah. so it, it's not about, it's not about who you go to. It's, it's the fact that, you know, that you do go somewhere. Yeah. Um, and as I said, whether it doesn't matter who that is, but so, so yeah, I've been trying to sort of, um, you know, and COVID's been really tough on a lot of people. Uh, you know, obviously with losing a lot of jobs, that, especially in the music scene with all the clubs. Yeah. So they're closing back down. I've really sort of seen how much that's taken a, a toll on on people. Yeah. Um, and just sort of trying to trying to be there. As I said, we're all, we're on the same situation together. So there, there's no point in trying to push people away. Trying to yeah. trying to you know trying to strive above other people because at the end of the day we're all we're all just trying to survive. So yeah. We're all just trying to enjoy ourselves and and get by. So you know, there's no there's no point. On I'm trying to you know force people to struggle. Yeah. So what what uh, what what caused this change in perspective? Was there something you could put it down to? Was it just um, the big change of COVID and everything happening in the world that made you think about yeah. these things, or was it? I think, I think something was, else that happened, or you just getting old. Yeah, probably, probably the first thing it was getting old, and I was also I was also getting really tired of. 22 is not old, by the way. Oh, yeah, 22. yeah, but, but yes. Uh, so get, getting older. I just, going older. I, I, I look back, I feel, I think back, I was like, Christ, uh, you know, I was, you know, 17, 18. It feels like what was yesterday. I don't know, I'm sitting yeah. here, you know, being 23 hey, in Hey, same. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it was yesterday for yeah, me too. Yeah, so, no, but obviously getting older and, and you kind of realize that, you know, what's the point in getting caught up in drama? What's the point in, in getting miserable about things you have absolutely no control over? Yeah, that was, that was a big thing for me. You know, I was always getting, Chris, are you listening? <laughs> and like, and you know, as, as jokingly it is, but, but you, you do, you put yourself, you get caught up in these situations that you have absolutely no control of. Yeah. And you just spiral into this, into this sort of hole and you, and, you, and then you, know, you, get, you get trapped there. Um, so it's, you know, a lot of the time it's just, Thinking, what's the point? What, what's the point in in, yeah. in getting so you can't control it? Exactly. You can only control what you Ex do and how you feel. Exactly, the situation is going to happen whether you like it or not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's how, how do you, you react you, to it? Exactly. So, yeah. um, so yeah, as I said, just 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 being so tired of, of getting, you know, oh, this person did this, oh, this is, and I was just like, why you am can't. I? So, yeah, yeah, literally, I was like, why am I so miserable all the time? Oh, it's because I'm getting caught up in this. Yeah. Uh, and another big person well, that that I'm lucky enough to turn to is um is my dad. He's 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 yeah. been really supportive how's his accent has he got a thick scottish accent um he's got he's got a he's got a better one than me obviously yeah I've, I've been it well we've been here for 15 years so yeah. i was eight when we came over yeah. um so i'm knocking the table um so but in saying that we're from well, so we're from a place called aberdeen which is which is sort of northeast scotland which 
doesn't typically have the thickest of it. Like they, they've got their own accent, but it's not like a, a thick Glaswegian accent where you're, yeah. you're like talking like this, like, and it's absolutely horrible to listen to. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, yeah, it's, it's a bit, I'm not a fan of the Glaswegian accent. Does, but does your accent come out more like if you get drunk or something like that? Like I know some people like it <laughs> comes out more after they've been drinking. When, you know? when I think, when I first turned 18, I kind of forced it on because I thought, I'll, I'll use some of the girls. I'm you know? different. Like, you know, I like the accent. Like, you know, oh, I'll get a couple of beers in. Oh, you know, what's, what's going on? How are you this evening? You know, kind of like that. Get, get a bit of an accent going um, and, and try and pick up. And then I realized, no, that's, Didn't not, work. That, that's not working. Didn't work for you. <laughs> so, um, so that's why I became a DJ. <laughs> yeah. And how's that working for you? <laughs> Look, so um, so 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 no, like my my family doesn't have um the thickest of accents, yeah. but you know you you go over to obviously my my grandparents and my aunties um who's still over there, and they've yeah. obviously got quite quite sort of thick yeah, accents. Yeah. But as I said, we we've been here for fifteen years, two thousand yeah fifteen years yeah fifteen years this month. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, as I, as I said, I've I've got a bit of a mix of of Scottish and an Australian, um, and it's quite funny because I get asked from I'm American a lot, American or Canadian, because really? apparently the two just the Scottish and Australian just come together, and and everyone's like, Are you American? Where where's that voice from? And it's like, no, it's it's I've just got an annoying voice. <laughs> I would never pick it as like yeah, I would well, always I, pick look, it. That's that's as I said. I, if I, anything, you would maybe go like you know I you know Irish mm. Irish or even so, yeah, UK so, so, sort. You know, not mo UK really. Mo but. Most people, they, I get, I do get Irish a, a fair bit. I don't get, I don't get English, which is good, which I'm very yeah. thankful for. <laughs> it is a bit different too. So uh, yeah, so but yeah, I do. I get asked if I'm Canadian, American, Irish, and like, no, I'm just Greg. <laughs> I'm just Greg. I'm just Greg. I'm, just Greg. <laughs> I'm all Greg. Yeah. So yeah. um, so so no, but yeah, so as I said, the the accent wasn't wasn't really working, and and so I kind of just gave that up. So, so. what so what is working then? What is working with yeah, the ladies? What's working? Give some tips to anyone out there who maybe had needs some tips. Ah, uh, God, I've got. I've, I've He's been, like, I've you, got no tips. Little, I've you, got you know no my tips. Track record. It's not exactly. Uh, it's it's not exactly great. But all I can tell this is, is love line with Roger G. Look, I mean, uh, see, that's the thing. I like to. A lot of people end up coming to me and I'm, well, I don't know if they come to me or I go to them and I end up giving them relationship advice, but I'm probably like <laughs> one of the, like a person in Brisbane with probably the least relationship. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. Anyone but, who's out there who keeps asking Greg for relationship advice, stop it. <laughs> stop it right now. Oh no, but I, I don't mind it. And it probably and gives good advice. It's, but I think, I think it's good because I, I, I kind of use that mentality, as I said, with, when thinking about sort of situations, when, when I do speak to people about their relationships and stuff, you know, I, I sort of use the, those mentalities when, when giving advice and, and stuff. And I think it kind of gives a little bit of a refresher because it, it comes, I like to think, I, yeah, I've come from a slightly sort of different place to, to everyone else. As I said, I, because, well, just purely because I don't have the experience doesn't mean I haven't witnessed good relationships. You know, I've, I've seen good relationships. I've seen bad relationships. I, I, I think I, I like to think I have a good idea, you know, what, what makes a good relationship work. And, and I also realize, you know, what makes, what can make a bad relationship. So it, it's, it's all about just sort of giving, giving, as I said, giving out that sort of support where you can. Um, and, and a lot of the time just sort of giving people a different sort of perspective. Yeah. Um, and as well with advice that I've, I've recently learned, um, um, 
which is is that not when you, when you're given advice, some people some people don't want advice. Some people just want support. Yeah, um, and there's a, and there's a big difference between the two. You know, if you're giving something, you know, giving someone advice, you're obviously thinking what from your perspective what the right thing to do. And sometimes, as I said, people people don't need another perspective because that's just going to make their you know their situation a bit messier. Sometimes yeah. you actually just Confusing. need to yeah just to give them a little bit of support, just give them that little bit extra edge to be like you know it's actually you know it is okay you know you know try this that kind of thing and and yeah so you know what you're saying about um like you know how you've you've seen people you know you know what's a good and bad relationship yeah. that's what every single person says they're, they're like yeah, and that's yeah. why i'm not in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> like so it's the same like i've so many people it's hilarious like yeah. that's such a single thing to say no i know what a good and bad relationship looks like oh yeah <laughs> look look to, actually and saying that i've realized, I've realized how, how dumb that sound but oh, I, i've realized <laughs> i've realized you know um what you know what some of the right things to do not obviously what makes yeah. a good relationship but yeah. what some of the right things to do are yeah. and you know what are some of the things not to do rather than obviously yeah so um that's just that's just that so i'll put um, you on the spot there with some love line tips yeah so look if anyone love, needs love tips with roger g yeah that's that's it even maybe, the name works with it yeah i should start you know maybe start maybe i should start the my own podcast doctor. actually roger g the love doctor yeah maybe like <laughs> Maybe like a Thursday night or something. Maybe yeah. nine o'clock. Yeah, do a, do a podcast. Love line with Roger G. Just love line in. with Roger G. Yeah. That's you got to do that. This uh, we could be onto something. Here. Yeah, I'm yeah. This. yeah. So um, yeah, so, that's yeah. that's funny, man. Um, so what? Um, let's talk about music. We've okay. been talking about all this other stuff, serious stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, music. Obviously, you're a big UK base. Um fan that's your main sort of your main bay yeah so i'll i'll yeah yeah at at the moment i'm definitely definitely sort of rocking the the uk vibe uh the baseline the uk bass the garage the drum and bass uh just i I saw what i said because i was when i i started back in 2017 yeah july july 2017 i'll take i'll take you right back so that was I was 19 years that's old. Only, that's only three years ago, bro. That's not right. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, go but, on, go on, uh, go on. What was I? No, so, yeah, just just turned 19 and, yeah. and and someone showed me virtual DJ on the computer and showed me, like, looping and he did a transition on that. And I just remember sitting there just going, holy Whoa. shit, like, that is so that's cool. incredible. Yeah. And, and I've, I've always been into music. I've, you know, my, my family's very musical. Um, my brother did a Bachelor of uh, Popular Music at uni. Um, he's also done piano grades guitar grades i did um i did for those who haven't seen my facebook yes i play the flute yeah i got up to grade three or four on the flute um but if you do stalk my facebook there is a video of me playing the flute to mask off by future yeah um i'm a little bit i probably shouldn't plug this on here but if you're bored and you listen to this go go on to my facebook um go check it out for sure yeah go on to my videos i think it's about must be about five years old now. Yeah. Um, but it's a video of me playing mask off on the flute. Um, so, so yeah, music has been a big part of my life, um, sort of for the, for the majority of it. And, and, you know, I've, I've always probably back in 2014, I was a big sort of big room fan into, into spinning records, that kind of stuff. Yeah, obviously yeah. into Martin Garrix, um, and, and a bunch of those guys are kind of, even, uh, Quintino, I think his name is Quintino, a bunch of guys from, yeah. as I said, spinning records. I, I love that label. And then, um, and then I sort of went into a bit of a rap phase through 2015, 2016. Um, and then, as I said, at the beginning of 28, uh, sorry, 20, um, 2017, um, 
shown how to how to use virtual dj and then i sort of got back into edm um and then april 2017 i got my first like little controller i got a little package from from store dj it was um Christ, what was it? It was it was one of the little pioneer controllers. I think it was like two hundred and fifty bucks or something, and one it came with real, a, yeah, cheap, yeah, early yeah, day yeah ones, like yeah. one of the basic models, and then it came with a set of speakers as well. So I uh, I loved I loved the shit out of that. So yeah, that that got me really going, and I'm, I remember just sitting at my desk, like you know every afternoon just sitting there going i was i mean i was absolutely trash but you know i was just sitting there every afternoon playing about playing and, with it yeah. yeah exactly so then um and, and what then, did you use software wise was it was it all working through pioneer like record box yeah so then? so at first i when i got the controller i started i kept using so i used virtual dj on the computer then got the con yeah. got the controller which came with record box um then i kept using virtual dj because i was like oh it's so much simpler because the the waveforms were like were overlapped and i thought it was like oh this is so much easier because i can see it yeah, yeah exactly like they literally overlapped and then i realized like that no, you're fucking, Little, you're you know, fucking you're yeah exactly <laughs> so i don't know and then i started using record box and i was like uh now we're playing with the big boys yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so it. um so then so then yeah and then um july first week of july 2017 was my first dj gig yeah and it was a dj comp down on down on the gold coast uh, and I was I was the first act on, and um, this is where my my DJ I was real creative. My DJ name was DJ Greggs. DJ Greggs. DJ Greggs, yeah. the OG. That was my my first gig. So yeah, and so I went from a little two hundred and fifty dollar controller to uh, CDJ two thousands. Just not not Nexuses, just two thousands. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine how that went. Yeah. So I'm going, a guy that's gone from this little shitty controller on his computer with sync. Uh, that, at that time, I was using sync because I thought, oh, look at this button. It links it's everything. Magic. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so cool. And um, and then, yeah. So then I went to uh, I did this gig. And uh, as I said, it was on it was on 2000s. <laughs> it was a shit show. Yeah, it was. Everyone's was, got that story of a shit gig. Like yeah, the first gig and I'm just I'm new glad. gear, not that you don't know. Yeah, so I, I was oh, I'm, I was fortunate enough that my first gig it was it was absolutely shit. It was it was so bad because I'd been so used to pressing sync. All my tunes loaded went to the was locked into a BPM, so I was never having to use the slide like using the, the, the yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And um and so I remember just getting up there and trying to do, obviously it was a pre planned mix and I was trying to do it and it was just messy and everything was slipping and this that and I was yeah. like and then I just realized I was like oh shit I'm not even changing the tempos like they're all completely out of whack and then I realized I didn't even have I, I didn't even know what the cues button the cue button on the um, mixers did I didn't realize that was for the headphones. So I'm sitting there with my headphones plugged in with them on, but there's nothing coming through. Like I thought because the speakers were so loud, I was like, oh yeah, it's just a bit quiet. And I'm sitting with headphones <laughs> on and there's nothing coming through them. Yeah. And as I said, it was an absolute disaster. Like I fucking easily came last. And I remember afterwards, I just, because we got a drinks card. No, this was actually, this was a good thing about it was and the drinks how we got was for 10 drinks for this DJ comp. <laughs> 10 drinks. 10 drinks. Shit. Yeah. 10 drinks and it included vodka Red Bulls. And so I think I used all 10. You should not drink 10 vodka Red Bulls in oh, one night. And trust me, now I... Now I know that at the time, yeah. at the time, I wish I knew that. So I, um, I had, I had about 10, 10 vodka Red Bulls. And I remember, cause there was a, there was like a shuttle bus into surfers. And I just remember being on the bus. I don't No, Sorry. I don't remember a thing. I remember being on the bus, but like, that's about it. And then, um, I just remember getting off the bus and I went to, uh, was it Chevron Renaissance, that little like cluster of, um, shops and restaurants. Mm. I remember getting out of the bus there and just heading straight to the toilet and just absolutely just 
puking my gut. So yes, everything's right. spinning. I'm sitting there trying to like breathe with my mouth open. I'm sweating. I'm pale. I'm just like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? And then I think I was in there for about two hours. Some cleaner dude bangs on the door. You gotta, gotta get the fuck out. I'm like, Ugh. he's like, get the fuck out. And then I was like, okay, got out, kept the head down, just got out, called an Uber. I think, and it was, I was really fortunate that the, the, this dude that um that picked me up in the Uber was like, it was like mid twenties or something like that. Yeah. And um and it was just me. It was about a 20, 20, 25 minute drive home um from from surfers and i just remember about three times asking like can you please pull over i'm gonna puke um it's like you yeah 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 yeah. so and then i just remember feeling absolutely shite the next morning i I think that would probably be the worst hangover i've ever had and and the yeah i remember my my um my dad was away in the uk and I, i just remember just being in this house i think i was with my brother at the time and um i just like just absolutely hate it i was like why why i I remember sitting to myself i'm like nah that was that was that was terrible that was that was so embarrassing i don't know why i ever started djing i wasted so much money on these (laughs) decks on this shit like what the fuck why 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 did i do this why did i think this was okay and then the hangover kind of left and i calmed back down a little bit yeah and then i started just having a little bit of a play on the decks again can't be back into it and then i realized like so i turned sync off and i realized you spin the jog wheel it speeds the track up and yeah. you get them in time. And I was like, yeah. oh. mind, mind blowing. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh. So then that, and then as I said, I started to learn a couple more things, um, some yeah. of the effects and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then that really sort of got the ball rolling. And then um, and then at the beginning of 2018, um, so sorry, during that phase, I was, I was still living on the Gold Coast. Um, and then at the beginning of 2018, I... Um, after I just started promoting at the Met, I moved up to Brisbane. Yep. Um, got the opportunity to there, and and I um I moved in with one of my mates who um who was sort of head promoter at the Met at the time. Um, well, he still is, I guess. And um, so he he moved in with me, and he had um RX ones. Um, and obviously we had them in the lounge and, you know, sort of getting that sort of got me into, oh, okay, cool. Using, you know, more advanced gear, um, the, the, like the loops got, got better effects and, and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. So it slowly got a bit of a grip. Um, and then we, um, and then we upgraded to the RX2s and it just got into this point where I, I was just like, I just loved mixing. You know, I just, I was, I was just, yeah, started mixing like every afternoon. It wasn't like a thing like, oh, I have to start mixing. I have to start practicing, yeah, you know, fun. it just, it, yeah, it just became fun. And, and yeah. I, I, I just, I loved it. And just from doing that i just yeah got my skills up got my techniques up realized you know doing you know doing this works doing this works yeah. um and and then yeah it's kind of just grown to the point where i can you know i can comfortably say that i've got i've got a skill um that you know i'm proud of um and and i'm not jerking myself off and and you know trying to blow my ego or anything like that but I've I've worked for I've worked hard to be where I am, yeah. um, and I'm obviously going to recognize that. Yeah. Because you know what's the point in in working towards something, getting a skill, if you're not going to sit there and go, okay, you know, I'm I you know I've worked hard for this, I've yeah, got a skill. Yeah. Um, because there's no point in just sitting there going, you know, oh I'm shit, I'm shit, I'm shit. Because yes. you know who's going to book someone that calls himself shit? You know, yeah. oh you Doesn't know, have oh, oh you know, Greg, come come play for us. Oh I don't know, bro, I'm a bit shit. You know, yeah. like they're obviously not going to fucking book you. So, yeah. so it's it's all about it's it's about balance. Being like, okay, you know, I've I've realized, you know, I've worked for something, I've got a skill, but then I'm also not going to go out and say I'm better than this person, I'm better than that person, because that's when you're going to be in get into trouble. Yeah. And and unfortunately, during 2018, when 
you know, I was when I was I was still fairly, relatively new to the scene. Um, unfortunately, I did have that mentality. Yeah, uh, that I I did sort of go, oh, you know, why is this person getting booked? Why am I not getting booked? Um, and it you know made me angry and made me frustrated. But I think I kind of used that anger and frustration, you know, to get better. Um, yeah. And 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 you know, I, I I said things on online and and to people in person, which I look back and gone why the fuck did I say that? Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, it, because I don't think people realize when, when you start, you know, talking about other, D even, and not even just start, well, obviously putting down, but even when you start talking about other DJs, I think a lot of people sort of be like, Oh, careful what you say. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, at the time I, I, you know, I was like, Oh, why are they getting gigged? I, I, why are they getting booked? I should be getting booked. I should be getting booked. Yeah. I'm so much better. And, and yeah, and, and unfortunately, yeah, it, it, it probably did my brand some bad. Like, yeah, you know, it probably, probably sort of put me, put me down a couple of levels compared to everyone else. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then sort of 2018 sort of came along and, and, and went by and I, um, fortunate enough at September, 2018 was my sort of first actual booking yeah. and it was for Talina and friends at the Met. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, so I, I'd sort of known, so we, me and Talina actually, um, she was in my brother's grade at school. So when okay. she, um, so when she, she got her residency at the Met, I was just like, Oh, you know, that name looks familiar. And, um, and so she just started and I sort of reached out to her. I was like, Oh, you know, I think you went to school with my brother kind of thing. So that sort of started a really nice sort of relationship there. And then that, um, I ended up doing another DJ comp in, in 2018, um, sort of mid, mid, sorry, just before. Um, so it was probably about June, July, 2018. It was the same, um, it was the same DJ comp as the year before, actually. That's what it was for the Griffith uni down in the Gold Coast. So, okay, yeah. so it was for, it was for, um, a year later from my first DJ set. I did, I redid the same DJ comp. Yeah. Um, and As you get in. Oh, fucking, I smashed it. So well, I, I didn't. I didn't win, but I was so much better than than the year yeah. before. Um, and and I went into the comp. You felt good. After yeah, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I went into the um, I went into the comp thinking, oh, it'll be on two thousands. Yeah, I won't have live waveforms or anything. So I remember practicing at home. Um, and and I, I recommend for anyone that has like RX twos or RX ones or or um, XZs, if you've got one of the um, just with the one screen, what I recommend doing is when you're practicing mixing. When you've loaded the two songs in, press browse on the screen to go back into the menu and practice mixing by ear because yeah. that that is that is a, that is a skill form. that like yeah that really is it's it's hard to come by um, and and it's, it it makes you stand out so much more above the rest of the crowd being able to uh, sorry the rest of the um people in the scene um to you know be able to beat match by ear because as I said every it seems like every fucking man and his dog owns an RX2 these days. Yeah, um, yeah. So everyone's practicing with the one screen with the waveforms on top of each other. So, um, so yeah, I remember doing that, being like thinking I was, okay, I'll be on playing on 2000s again. Um, I won't have live waveforms. So I, I practiced mixing with, um, you know, with the screen on, with the menu up so I couldn't see the live waveforms and everything. Got up to the comp and turns out they had Nexus 2s. So I was like, okay, yeah. but which was actually a relief. Yeah. But, you know, you would rather be, you know, you would rather over prepare than under prepare. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, um, so yeah, so yeah, did a lot better that year. Uh, I think it was like seven people. I came third. Yeah. Um, so I got myself it was like two hundred fifty bucks. But Talina was one of the judges, so she saw me play, and then um, and so hence why she booked me for yeah. For she Talina. was like, oh, well, he, he can obviously play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she she put me on with um with Jay Humphreys, and um, so yeah, that was that was my first ever booking. Was at the Met down in Kouko. It was at um four thirty in the morning on on a Saturday night, four thirty till close, yeah. and uh, I think the best part about it, I remember uh, my dad rocked up at four a.m. to come watch me play. Oh, uh, that's that's yeah. Sick. Came, came down to the Met at, at four in the morning, um, in a little shirt, jeans, shoes, and 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 came down yeah. and yeah, Cute. that was that was super. So, 
super cute. Yeah, that yeah. was that was that was pretty special. And yeah. um, and I think I think that was was at that time he was there. He was in came down to Coco for about five minutes. Yeah. And um, obviously, you know, you know, he was must have been about fifth. He was maybe fifty one at the time. Yeah, he was. He's in his fifties. And um, yeah. it, we were down there for about five minutes, and a fucking fight breaks out right in the middle of Coco. Just started uh. pushing, and then like just comes closer to closer. But luckily, the security came. I was like, okay, I swear it's not like this every it's time. Never like yeah, that. like that's actually the the. I've like, been going for this in that for about a year at that point. I was like, dad, that that that's I've like never the, seen that. Like that's the first year. fight I've ever seen. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's all right. That was it was kind of entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, so now, nah, but that was that was really special. Um, as I said, that I don't I don't know how, how many parents would would come to a club at, at four in the morning to watch yeah, their kid pretty, play. Yeah, that's and, pretty. And extreme. it's not even the fact that you know, like you know, it, it's different. You know, if going to like a concert, if you're watching your kids playing piano, but this is me playing like bass house like yeah shit, and four like, in the morning yeah exactly not, not exactly yeah. easy listening for a 50 year old yeah. but so so no that was really nice um and and so then yeah that was that was sort of my first proper booking um and yeah it went really well um as i said it went it was b2b with jay but he was, it was really nice because um he, he met he like instead of like doing like two and two or one and one he, he let me do like two or three and, and he'd do one yeah. um because he obviously realized it was it was my first sort of booking um so yeah. that was that was really nice of him to to, to let me do that and it yeah. was and it was a really good experience as well i always recommend um if you haven't before like do either if it's a live stream or if you can get an opportunity to do a back-to-back because mm. it will it will make you so much better as a, as a dj you learn things because exactly. everyone does things different exactly you, you how see, they mix you, and yeah, yeah. How, how they mix and everything like that and what it's also really to really easy to do as well with with when you realize when you practice so well when I was practicing so much all of my sets were like becoming planned but without me realizing it and so when I did it did the back to back you know obviously I didn't know what Jay was going to play yeah and so, so that really yeah that really made me switched on and as I said made, made me learn how to be like how to actually mix on the spot yeah. um and rather than having a, like a pre-planned set yeah so that, that was another big sort of milestone in um in sort of my music and and becoming a little bit better so so that was that and then um then sort of led into into 2019 um and then it was a bit of a quiet year uh i did a couple of comps didn't really get too far couple of gigs um in saying that actually i actually know i say that at the beginning of 2019 sorry i was booked for um down in Coco again for for Dana Amy. That was a really big one for Mason. Uh, sorry, yeah. with Mason uh, Mafic, we went yeah. we went back to back and and it was an inter- it, w- it was an interesting one because I got um I got a call twenty four less than twenty four hours before it was the, it was a Thursday afternoon and yeah. um and and I got a call a call saying oh um we're going Coco only tomorrow night uh, you're you're opening with um with you're opening with Mason and I just remember being like over the moon just being like holy yeah. like that i've actually like it wasn't an, it wasn't an unfriends night it was an actual sin, um, syndrome yeah. booking and i was like yeah, yeah this is it this is the shit and um it was a tough one because as i said i i only got told less than 24 hours before yeah. and it was for a syndrome for dena amy so it was very sort of light well not light tech house but you know it was majority tech house for the yeah, for the yeah. whole um for the whole night and that wasn't at that time i was very heavy bass house electro even yeah. dub like that so that was really my so it, i was kind of doing flavor. it for the opportunity and and unfortunately it was it was a little bit messy um and and that was just purely from me being unprepared and it was also me playing out of my comfort zone and and it just also so I just wasn't I wasn't sort of ready kind of at that stage yet. I hadn't, hadn't sort of learned what um what I've, I've sort of currently know now um so that kind of sort of you know as I said it was a little bit messy um it was a nine to eleven and yeah um but and, and again you know things are messy but 
you know shit happens yeah. and if, if you're gonna sit there and go oh that was the worst gig ever i'm, I'm gonna you know that's 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 it i'm giving up then then obviously yeah that's that's when you that's when the time is to give up but as i said i sort of took that i was like all right obviously i got a bit to learn um and and so yeah so took a bit of experience from that and then a couple of weeks later i was booked for presto and friends yeah. um so so for so anthony preston so he booked me and um me and basis uh jack Conley. so we were on the yeah. um on another back-to-back -back, again 4 30 to close but that was unbelievable like probably like yeah that was it was packed because we had um um it was oh, it was a stacked line i'm trying to think who was on it um rook was on it um she played with ben um i can't remember ben's dj name though ben, um, ben who but is it Perisich? um I can't remember his DJ. Anyway, yeah. so um, so they those guys they they played really heavy um baseline um before us and yeah. they did quite well in your shots. So um, so they 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 had a massive crowd in it from three thirty till four thirty, and then um and then me and Jack came on and and the crowd really hung around and that and that was so fun. As I said, it was just a uh, pat that crowd just got to play as heavy as we wanted. Just played like really heavy bass house, um and and yeah, it was phenomenal. So um that was that was a, definitely one for the books as well. And then um as I said after that it was it was a bit of a quiet year as i said a couple of comps which i didn't do great in um were you in the did you enter into the um the our house one did you say that yes you? i did Once, one of the years yeah, yeah so that that was last year so um i did i did that at pro East, so um yeah that's the one last year that just gone sorry yeah. i just i realized how um, how long i've been talking i was like oh no, been 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 sitting holding this beer so um get 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 the um wet the palate a little bit so no so yeah i did the um the our house um competition at pro e last year yeah. uh, so i did the first set for on the on the, the first round i was the first yeah, set yeah. and i remember i remember like doing, you opened the whole comp yeah so uh so and i remember thinking look pro e predominantly house tech house that yeah. sort of that kind of sound so i did sort of tailor that set to to that kind of crowd yeah um smashed it was really fun and, and then they're like yeah cool you're through to the semi-finals and then i kind of was a little bit um and was like, oh, well, I've obviously done so well. Now I'll play a little bit heavier and sort of went a bit more bass housey rather than sort of the sort of tech house that I played um, before. Yeah. And I think that kind of cost me a little bit. It wasn't really the sound that probably was, was I played well and, 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 and the crowd enjoyed it, but I don't think it was the really sound, the sound that the pro he really, yeah, probably really what, wanted. Yeah. Um, as I said, it was, it was that sort of a little bit heavier um, bass house, which I don't think they were super duper keen on. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where they only really dabble in bass house late at night yeah a little bit, a little bit here and there mm. it's not really like the main staple or anything yeah yeah so um so now so yeah so i think didn't get through there and then um so that 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 was about that for for 2019 and then and then we sort of came along into um came along to this year yeah and, and i sort of i don't know really, I'm starting I don't really, to get a bit of traction in the start of the yeah, year yeah I, I don't what? i don't really know what what the big shift was but it was it was as i said just the end something something kind of changed at the end of last year i i sort of got a bit grew grew in confidence and as i said throughout that whole time like, even though i wasn't playing i wasn't getting much gigs in 2019 mm. i was still practicing every day yeah. um and I, I met a lot, a lot of incredible people on the way as well, and and that's when I sort of became friends with Badger from, um, from going to your shop. I never actually got into, I never, I never did your shop, but yeah, I, 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 was, I went. I was going to ask you that actually. Yeah, when, well, I was thinking earlier, like before you got here, and I was like, did. Greg, do but your shot, or I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, but, so yeah. so I I actually applied for it in in 2018 and and did the interview, but I didn't not good get enough. In. Couldn't yeah, get in. Yeah, apparently, apparently not. So um so so no, I didn't get in, and 
yeah, I, I went to the event because uh, most of my mates were, were playing in the 2018 one. And yeah, it just that when that sort of came by, I just, I just realized, and, and I'm, uh, look, I'm, I'm probably, Hopefully this doesn't get me into too too much trouble. But my, tell us what you really think. Oh, look, Greg, as, tell as, us what you really think. Yeah, look, I, I'm not a, a huge lover of of the of of your shot. I yeah. I understand there's a place for it, yeah. and obviously I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge people that do it. I'm not gonna hate it and say you know it doesn't need to it shouldn't exist that kind of thing. I, I think it's great that it gives people an opportunity and gets yeah. them really into the scene. But in saying that, it does put a, it floods the um it floods the market a little bit, and with it as well, I. Just just think it's a little bit too rushed they try and from, from what i've heard as i said i never did the training so I, I can't speak firsthand but from from what i've heard and obviously what i've seen from people that have come out from it it just it sort of it seems a little bit too compact and a little bit too short and what it actually teaches people to do it doesn't actually teach people to become djs it teaches them to become mixers and they can yeah. it teaches them how to mix songs because I think there's a big difference between the two. So as I said, you can be someone who mixes songs together where, you know, as I said, you, you just play your favorite songs and you just go in yeah, and out, yeah. in and out, and you just do your own thing. And then there's people that can actually, you know, read the crowd, read the vibes, yeah. read the time. Figure it and out. actually, and as I said, yeah. that's a whole component in itself. Um, it's, a psycho it's a psychological aspect of it. Exactly. Too, being able yeah. to like see like, you play a song and be able to recognize that people are enjoying it, even if they're not dancing. Exactly. You know, like you see them and it's like you look for a little foot tap or a head you, nod yeah, or you, a just little. Any sort of movement. And yeah, you're yeah. just like, you just to lock into it and you're like, right, that's, that's right. They don't going. mind that. I'll play something similar and yeah, see exactly. how that goes. So, yeah. so yeah. And, and so, as I said, with it, um, as I said, it just kind of puts out from, from this is, and as I said, this is just my opinion. And, and as I said, I'm not, I'm not belittling anyone that does, that does it, you know, but I, from what I've observed, it just is a little bit too compact. Um, and it just doesn't, there's so much to learn and there's so much to do. Uh, and I, and unfortunately just the, the, the best way I learned was literally just, just by practicing, just by doing it, just by getting out there. Um, because as I said, when you try and sort of teach people in a sort of set plan you kind of end up missing things whereas like when you kind of do things yourself you kind of you discover things that you yeah, know you didn't yeah. know what were going to happen and as i said in saying that you know it is good to have someone that can sit down and teach you this is how you do this this yeah. is how you do that because you can at least pick for up, the basics exactly and yeah. they can pick up from mistakes and stuff like that but i i just think personally it was it was the, the best thing was was just sort of getting out there and doing it realize what worked what effects kind of made did what and and as i said so um so yeah, so I've never been a, a huge lover, as I said, after after that, after, for 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 your shot. But as I said, look, it's obviously going to con continue. Um, you know, there's so much. It seems like there's so much money in it. Um, that uh, it's always going to go ahead. So I mean, I could sit here and go, oh, great, your shot's on again this year. But as I said, what's what's that going to do? You know, it's going to happen any, yeah. anyway. I might as well just embrace it. You know, meet some new people. As I said, I've, made, I've met some I've met some great people from uh, that have come out of your shot and Cameron being one of them. Um, you know, I can sit here and say he's, he's one of my, my best mates. And, you know, I first met him, well, met him at your shot. Yeah. But then, um, but then after that was um, at an event and sort of just got the ball rolling and we just clicked. So, um, so yeah, I think it does it does have its place. But as I said, personally, just not a huge lover. But um, so... Um, so, but yeah, and then, and so at, at, towards the end of last year, what sort of happened? I ended up, um, I made, um, have you, you've met Royce? Royce who? Um, Royce, fuck, what's his last name? Uh, I think it's Cartlidge. Cartlidge, he's come, he, he was here for, um, 
He was here for a beer with. Um, Which one? To, the one to, that yeah, you that guys mean, played? yeah, with, yeah, uh, with probably, Ali. Probably he was taking the photos with the big camera. He, yeah, he does, yeah, and, okay, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he, um, he, he's fucking amazing. He's got a stupidly good camera, and he, and he's yeah. really talented. He's, he's been shooting Havocs and, and, and stuff like that. So yeah. he's been, um. He's been in the in the Brisbane scene for I think a couple of years now, and uh, yeah, he, I met him through um through my roommates at the time, and uh, yeah, sort of he's just absolutely phenomenal with the camera. So I hit him up and I was like, hey bro, I'm thinking, um, just, I think I had a new mix coming out or something, and I just wanted some press shots. Yeah, and um, so I was like, hey bro, like you know, do you, do you mind if we just like go out take some pics? And he's like, yeah, like fuck off. He was like really keen, and it was really cool for him because it, it was a learning experience from him because he he mostly did um like uh. I don't know action shots, but like they did events. At venues, yeah yeah, 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 did gigs. As I said, did havocs and and whatnot. So um, it was a bit of a learning experience as for to him. Press shots, exactly. Like, yeah, so yeah. so we really both got something out. Like it was my first time getting press shots, so I was like, I've I, I, I like, dude, like look at me. I'm I'm not exactly an overly photo confident person. Wait, what do, and this is the one thing that I struggle with, like in press shots. It's like, what do you do with your hands? Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you just put them down. Like, yeah. I, think, it's like... I think I ended up. I think I ended up going. The one, the one that I really liked was I think I went for it was like chest up, hands at the back, and then the sort of neck up. So she so went no hands. Yeah, I, I, went, <laughs> you went I went no went, hands. Yeah, hand, I went sort of smart behind the backs, kind of like neck up a little bit. So um, I think that was my sort of favorite press shot that I got out of there. It's easier so. for girls because they can do like stuff with their hands and it looks cool. Yeah, and they can be like touching just, their hair or sit, something, or yeah, like you know, and, 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 and like I didn't have a great sense of fashion either, and uh, like I was living in polos at the time and and stuff like that. Living so, in polos, pretty pretty much. Living in, in in polo buttons. And, Are you and, changing uh, up the polo vibe now? Is that what's well, going on? I'm, 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 you're still I'm, very polo centric. Oh, look, you, I'm very. Your cards even called. Yeah. You even got a polo I've car. I've even got a polo car. But um, yeah, but well, I've, I've kind just, of. It's just like you want us to make fun of you for it. Look, I certainly <laughs> don't fucking help myself, do I? I definitely, <laughs> I definitely put myself in these situations. Um, so, uh, but no, so well now I'm sort of a bit more into jumpers because with it being a bit, chill, I, yeah, I like, yeah. and this is um, it's a it's a bit of a passion of mine. Like some people collect shoes and. Like some people are buying like t-shirts. I, I love buying jumpers. I love like sweatshirt jumpers. Um, I thought you were gonna say polos. And and well, I, <laughs> during summer I love buying polos. During winter I love I love um, I love jumpers. So I love that one polo. You I think it's a polo that you've got. And it says it actually says polo on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, so that is, that's uh, that's just like the ultimate photo of what, you. You yeah. need to take a press shot of you wearing that shirt I, no, I on am. the hood of your po of your new car. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, a polo. Literally. So no, polo, I'm, polo, polo. I think that the was, triple polo. Triple is that P. A Ro is it Ralph or Tommy? I don't know. It's it's one of those anyways. Yeah. But my my dad actually got it for me in Europe, so um, yeah. I love the shit out of that shirt. Yeah. So um, so it doesn't get worn too much because it, it's kind of got a little bit faded in the wash and shit. But um, this might be the first time people are seeing you not in a polo. Exactly. For some people. Yeah, for for some people. So, but now my my thing at the moment, I, and I've been living in this jumper. Don't worry, I do. Clean yeah, I know. Like, I've seen I've seen that jumper a lot lately. Yeah, and and the people <laughs> I, I feel I feel bad at work because well, it's all right. Let me let me. I'm gonna go into detail because this is why I love this jumper. All okay, right, tell us so about I love this love jumper it. because it's so versatile. I What's can, the feeling of it? It's like oh, yeah, that's it's, cool. That's interesting. It's it's so yeah. It's not a normal material. Yeah, but 
It's so I can put it with anything. I can wear it with shorts, pair of vans. It's nice and casual. Can you though? No. <laughs> can you though? <laughs> nah, just just. Dropping. I don't know about these. These keep rolling up. I don't. I just keep showing my legs. I don't like this. I'm a bit. Yeah, so, I know. Um, Greg walked in and sat down there, and then looked because we've got the camera angle up here and saw it on the screen and went, "Oh, I wore the wrong shorts. Oh, my I, legs are so white. I can see. I saw my, my legs, legs are so the, white. I saw my legs in the camera on the on the. I'm like, and the oh, lighting doesn't help either. Yeah. It makes you. It makes I'm it so look pale, bro. Like, oh. Anyway, so um. So no, yeah, I mean, I mean, so yeah, so I can, so I can wear it with like shorts, pair of pants. Yeah. It's casual. I can wear it with fucking. Um, I wear it to work with business pants and boots. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like a smart casual. Yeah. And then I can, you know, wear it to the gym when it's fucking chilly. So it's just a really nice versatile jumper. So that's why I love it. But I yeah. do wash it pretty much every other day, so it's not super stinky. But I have noticed that work. I'm like, fuck, I've worn this like. Four out of five days. Yeah, the work just tell chairs. everyone you've got three of them. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I've got much. three of these jumpers, exact same. <laughs> yeah, I just wear them, to wear them different days. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I like the um the orange. Yeah, sort of Adidas. Adidas. Yeah, Adidas. Yeah, Adidas. Adidas. Whatever. Well, you, however you say. Yeah, it. I don't know how you say it. Yeah, well, I think I well, probably got it wrong. Being, being, I think from, it's a UK thing to call it Adidas. So, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna start calling it Adidas. Adidas, just like yeah. yeah so compared Take to that UK vibe. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to just you know that's my that's my vibe. So, but no, I um. So I was actually last last weekend I was um. I, for um Luke uh Luke Gray Luke Oz it was his um it was his birthday last well yeah I think it was it was it was anyway he had his birthday party and um I received uh I was I was taking a uh, Funi in the car he was he was coming up with me so the two of us were talking in the car and he, he said a really nice um compliment that actually like actually made me really proud was was that he said to me that when he thinks of like UK bass and baseline like he thinks of me and like that's yeah. like that's all I've been striving for like the last like, yeah. at least six months because I as I said that when I started like I was very I've always been very bass house and I still am um, I'm very bass house oriented but within like the last sort of six I would say probably since the end of last year yeah. I've been very like baseline UK bass because like I kind of I yeah I saw and and there's other guys that are, that are in the scene, you, you know that that I get along with and everything. But I saw like a bit of a gap in the market, and I I sort of thought, you know, there's there was an opportunity there for to to really strive because as I said, I was with Bass House. There's fucking like hundred other bass house DJs in Brisbane and go yeah. that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, specifically UK bass and baseline, there's that little bit of a gap. Um as I said, there's still like there's a couple of like um ambassador like Cafe Beats, yeah. Badger, he's a bit more of a tech, more of a UK bass, but yeah. you know, he'll get up there as well. Um who else like Blake, uh Blake Warlock and and so th those guys were on like a in a baseline group chat on um, yeah. on Facebook and talk about like tunes and shit. So but I, I saw I saw a gap in in the in the Brisbane scene and that sort of like, you know, there's there's a there's an opening here and, and I was gonna take it. So I just hit the ground. I just got really invested in the in the genre. And you like that music anyway. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I I see, It's not I like you just saw that gap no, yeah, and I was thought, like, I'm just uh, gonna do that now. Yeah, no, like, exactly. You know. So but well I actually I actually really enjoyed it. So UK bass was like Otherwise my first... I'd be a rhythm DJ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Not so, anymore. There's so um plenty of good rhythm DJs. Yeah, oh fuck dude. I can't do fucking half the shit that those guys do. So no, nah, it's a, yeah. there's some talented guys out there. But I, I first it was it was 
base house and then I went into UK base. And then I think I did a comp at the end of last year. It was, uh, yeah, it was for Tuskies. And oh, yeah. I was like, what the Tuskies. fuck am I going to play for? Because it was like Tusky Thursdays, you know, it's a bit of a commercial club, yeah. but then it was a DJ comp that, so it was like kind of torn. Yeah. And I was like, you know what I'm going to play? I'll play like fucking, um, I'll play commercial remixes, uh, baseline, baseline remixes of commercial tunes. Yeah. And that, I think that was kind of like the, the point that where I really hit the, the whole coming UK's, out party. Yeah. And I was like, like holy shit, doing, this yeah. is fun. It's so my thing now that I love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so then, yeah, that's when I sort of really got heavily invested in, into the sort of the, the, screechy sort of baseline the the skepsis the holy goof that that kind of sound before it was kind of the more night bass kind of boppier punchier yeah. kind of stuff um and then as i said this year i really sort of took because it's so it's so high energy it's so yeah it just really gets the crowd going and i've really noticed the correlation between like if you look if you go to like rhythm events and like you talk to rhythm fans they all love baseline too and yeah. it must be just like the i don't know if it's kind of like the screech and the energy and stuff mm. like that but yeah they 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 absolutely love it so um so then um what did i have this year we moved into moved into 2020 and as i said the the ball really started rolling and it was really exciting and i um i got booked what did i have i had two gigs i had two gigs in january oh that's right so yeah i had um one of my mates did an event at um at Sub Rosa for, uh, yep. for my, my mate Nathan and um, Nathan Wooten, sorry, yeah, uh, did a uh, movement, and so that kind of was like the first one and um, first one for the year. And yeah, it was like it was like eight o'clock or something, it was a private event, but there was a there was a there was a couple of people there, and and um, um, I made Callum, fuck, what's it? I can't remember people's last names, I'm still useless with with uh, Callum, uh, Page, Callum Page. Told, told yeah. dude, I think he cut a lot of his hair, but so, um, so he was there with uh, with his camera, and I was like, oh, do you mind like you know taking a couple of pl clips for me and shit? So yeah, he got some nice, um, nice, some really nice clips of me playing, and then, um, he put them together in the um, in a nice little like after video kind of thing yeah. for it, and yeah, I didn't I didn't realize at the time, but like shit like that makes such a big difference for your brand, yeah. and when people sort of see that, they're like, okay, this this isn't just like a bedroom DJ, this is a dude yeah. that like like it's it's, it's physical proof that you looks, play gigs kind yeah. of thing, um, so yeah, that really helped and then um and then i've got booked for invade um in february um so that was really that was really fun that was um that was a good set again at sub rosa um i think that yeah that was in um just trying to think. yeah that was january i think that was the last week of january and um yeah that was so much fun and it was a really difficult set because it was it was actually it was actually one of the first sets i was actually really nervous for because mm -hmm. it was mostly like dub rhythm drum and bass djs and I was playing two hours into the event. So the, there was four guys playing before me. Like, so it was half an hour sets, four guys played before me. They all played like dub and rhythm. And then I was booked yeah. in two, uh, two hours into this event. Yeah. I'm like, hey guys, I'm here to play some bass line. Yeah. And then I fucking rinsed it. And it just like, yeah, as I said, it was something, it was actually really good because it just broke it. It, it was wasn't different. Yeah, yeah, it was different, but it still had the energy. And and yeah, the the, the, the crowd loved it. And and again, I, I got I got Royce to come along. I was like, dude, like, yeah, bring your camera. And, yeah. Like get some pics for me again. And and then again, he got some fantastic pics. And I, yeah, I still use one of them for my, my profile picture. Like oh, me, yeah. me gun fingers like that. Yeah. So I, I love that picture um but that was a really fun set and as i said it was it was i was really nervous because i was like you know going from like you know 140 150 like dub and rhythm down bringing it back down to 130 you know you're slowing it down um but then i had to make sure i slowed the tempo down but i kept the energy up yeah um 
so yeah so yeah really did and 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 that was yeah that was really fun loved that set so um so that was really good and then so it kept kept going on um and then i got into um got into the finals for the tuskies dj comp in february did that didn't win uh sorry did i get sort of sorry semi-finals yeah um didn't get into the finals but it was still fine i still got to play my my siren so yeah that was uh, it's still a gig at the end of the at the end of the day yeah and then um so yeah i kept sort of doing um doing mixes and uh and i sort of started my well, now so it's my selector series um and so it's just like yeah so i um for 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 the guys that like that sort of still relatively new to knowing me so i did a thing back in 2018 so i started my own mix series called uh, it was called the blackout mix it was like basic as fuck name it's just like what's what's a what's a name i can make a mix series because what what it was was uh, as i said back in 2018 i was like i was mixing every day and i was just like how you know, I want to mix, I want to release mixes every week, but yeah. I realize like, I can't, you can't do that. Cause you're just going to like, you're going to play behind the same shit. You're going to be like sounding really repetitive. So yeah. I was like, how can I keep making mixes, but still like, you know, not over flood it. And I was like, cool. I'll fucking get guest mixes in. And yeah. so at first it started off with just like asking like a couple of mates. So the first one was Jay, Jay Humphrey. The second one was um, high Teku, And then the third one was storm. Um, and that was, and that was really good. So, and then that just fucking, that just ball rolled and I just kept plugging away at it. And then as I said that, um, you know, with knowing so many people at the Met, just got a bunch of the guys from the Met to hover. So I did 28 episodes yeah, cool. and they're all, all an hour long. Um, so yeah, so that was something I'm really proud of. Um, you know, that I literally like started a, a brand uh, pretty much. Um, and so why did you stop it? just honestly i started working full-time and like because what it was you don't I, even have to do the mixes though other people well, so, are doing so no, but that was the same so it, they were an hour long but the yeah. first um the first half an hour was always me um so the first i always did a, a half an hour at the start and then it was a half an hour guest mix so yeah. that was kind of my way of i was still making mixes but kind of yeah. leeching off other people. And I don't mean like yeah. leeching off, like obviously it was about their mixes as well. It's exposure for both of Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they're, you know, yeah, exactly. I, people you know, who already follow your mix series will then be introduced to the new artist who's playing if they don't know who they are. And then people who are fans of the artist who's submitting the guest mix yeah. will exactly. become your fans so, as well. So, yeah. yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, I did. Um, it was, I pumped out pretty much every one, one every Friday um, for, I think I've probably got to about 15 episodes 15 weeks straight yeah and then i started working full-time and then it sort of become a little bit more staggered every now and again and then yeah and then i sort of did my last one who was my last one with i think it was jx jackson and um and i just it just got to the point where i was just like cool that's that's done like as i said 28 episodes like that was a lot of guest mixes i it's not that i ran out of people but i just kind of like yeah it it kind of got stale run its course ran its course and i was like cool that's like that's 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 to be honest there's so many like shows like you know like mixed shows and that out there nowadays it's yeah, like yeah, exactly i can't listen to all my friends and people's mixed shows because there's so many you know yeah exactly. people, even people send me mixes these days and i'm and like, oh it'd be awesome if you could like have a listen i'm like man i don't have time to listen to mixes yeah I, I, like if you send me a track you work on i can give you two three minutes to listen to a track yeah i can't sit down and listen for an hour i've yeah. got i got too much to do you I, know like you know a couple of years ago i, I could have you know when i was at uni and you know i had a lot yeah of time yeah back home. then yeah yeah, yeah but you, you know when you're working shit. And, and shit you know, the only time i really have to listen to mixes is either when i'm driving or you know when i get home or uh, and saying that like i i you know we got a speaker at work so we so pump some tunes but yeah cameron was saying about that he was like oh it's like he's like it's real good having like having you there because he can be like fun to like listen to a good tune and go wait 
check this yeah, out. Like, yeah. you know, like we check this one out. This is dope. Like, yeah. So yeah, and 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 so yeah, that's cool. So yeah, we get to play some tunes at the um in the office. And once um once when I when I, when I'm doing the late shift, and you know most of the other guys leave, there's about three of us left, and we've got about three hours to pump out some work. I um. That's when the you know the drum and bass will come up. Not not that I jump up, but you know we've got to get some serious work done. I'll put like uh, I've been listening like listening to this shit out of Metric's new album. Yeah, and it's just like kind of enough. Like it's not it's not overkill, but it's you know enough to just keep you keep you going and, and keep yeah, you yeah. keep you keep you going through Inspired, the work. So yeah. um, motivated. Yeah, exactly. So um, so yeah, I completely just forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what we were talking about. Yeah, I, we'll yeah, just change the subject. Yeah, I just yeah I keep I keep going down. Um, oh yeah, we were talking about mixes. That's right. So yeah, mixes. Um, yeah, stuff, we yeah. keep keep going through rabbit holes. So um, so yeah, we're talking about mixes. So um, so now now I've I've kind of just got my one at the moment, which is Selector, which I'm doing trying to space out every sort of three months or so, get a bit of anticipation. Oh, yeah. um, but again, with these guys, it's just you know with with that doing just doing that little bit extra because yeah as everyone's got a fucking mix series nowadays you know uh, every man and his dog are, are doing mixes so it's 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 all about how how why should i listen to yours instead of someone else's mm. and and what sort of i realized is you know doing those Doing a few extra steps really goes a long way when make yeah. when doing mixes. Doing stuff like you know getting graphic designers to do artwork for it. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fortunate enough. I know um, Zoe Zadina. Um, again, fucking amazing graphic designer. She she does like whenever I need a mix or a new logo or something like that. Straight to her, just be like yeah. just bounce her twenty bucks kind of thing. Um, so it's like stuff like that. You know, paying paying for really good artwork. And then what I've also been doing is um, you know Yanni Yanzo. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know if you know she's this, but doing she, video stuff. Yeah. yeah so she yeah, she's so. I think she's like a professional voice actress. Like she does like voiceovers and shit for yeah. uh, for companies and and so yeah, I hit her up and I was like, she hey. does. She's got like she's does a lot of YouTube stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's got her own YouTube channel, channel and stuff, and which shit. is pretty so, yeah, good. She's yeah, she's really sort of into into that kind of stuff. So, um, I was listening to like a couple of um, it was actually zero zero um his mix uh he he did like a 100 percent productions mix yeah he's a, a big baseline dude and um in his mix it was like um it was like just some chick's voice it was like uh you're um this is zero's 100 percent mix yeah all featuring 100 i was like fuck like when i realized i was like holy shit like what if i what if i got yanni to do like do like i put a, like, a bit of a, a british accent on yeah. and and got her to sense so yeah i hit her up and yeah she's fucking like just sent me like two little like 10 second long clips of her saying yeah. it was like uh so the first time i did it was for selector 2 and it was just like her just saying like you're listening to selector 2 by roger g and then i put it through like put it through logic in the mix um put up compressor on it uh, um what the fuck i put up like a delay um a little bit of reverb as well so it's got like a bit of sort of white noise behind it as well yeah, just yeah. to sort of give it a bit bigger sort of bigger sound yeah um, sounds like it's in a room yeah exactly yeah. and and just so it sounds a little bit more intense so so I hit her up and and yeah and just like shit like that so i did it um i did it again so i've got number three i'll probably actually post it um this afternoon what's today today the 18th i don't know it's saturday yeah saturday, today, saturday's uh, a yeah so i'll probably probably chuck that out um it is the 18th yeah chuck that out so it'll be it'll be already out when uh, when this when this gets released yeah. but uh so yeah again i just hit her up i was like same thing again just say select the three um and again so just shit like that makes such a big difference it makes yeah. it sound so much more professional it just means you've gone to that little bit more effort yeah exactly like right, it's yeah. kind of like hey i've gone to this kind of like you know i've gone to this little bit of extra work that's why you should listen yeah and and that's why um especially with the dj scene in brisbane when it comes to your shot and everything like that because there's so many people in the scene 
you've got to have your thing that makes you stand out from 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 everyone else. Yeah. And when it comes to you know getting booked and shit, it's like like why why should why should why should he, like you know, why should you get booked over somewhere someone else? Yeah. That's what I always think. And and a great example of this is um is Emily Rook. Mm. Her like she's fucking she's killing it with the fucking drum and bass scene at the moment. And um and she and she fucking she mixes bassline as well. So she's doing really well. She's fucking she's like grown so much over the last yeah. um over the last year. And you know she's fortunate enough to to be like a resident of Met and everything and. Um, and when you look at her, her thing, you, you know, you see her on Facebook and shit. She's like, you know, constantly posting memes, constantly like shit talking. That's yeah. like her thing. That's, yeah. that's like, everyone knows her as, you know, the, the social media girl. And yeah. that's, that's like influenced her, her like music scene and helped yeah. her grow. And because of that, you know, being, you know, being a bit of a shit poster online has like, you know, attracted a crowd. So people always come and see her now whenever she plays. And that was kind of her thing. So my, my, like the thing I really focused on was getting my technical skill up, yeah. my technical skill and my song selection. Those yeah. are like being like, you know, getting tunes that like fucking no one's ever heard before yeah, and shit yeah. like that. And, and yeah, being able to like, as I said, that's, that's what I really focused on. And it wasn't, like oh i want to be better than this person well actually no i am going to say that because you yeah. got to push yourself you, you got to be, be the best internally you've got to tell everyone yourself, wants to be the best in the world exactly like or, okay. and if you don't what are you doing yeah yourself? exactly like, like, like i what's the point of doing it if you're not trying to be the best in the world yeah so that's like so that's what i really strove for and and so yeah and that was kind of like my thing so whenever i talk to people you know that are sort of like oh why am i not getting big you know or so why am i not getting booked why am i not getting big um sorry gigs um it's you got to sit there and go well why why, why should someone book you over yeah. someone else? Because there's a fucking thousand DJs in Brisbane, you know, that, you know, that can play fucking. What are you doing? What's the reason? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. What why? are you doing that would make you like, because a lot of people are like, oh, nothing. Like, well, are you sending people mixtapes? Are you going out? Yeah. Are you putting, have you got online mixes? Yeah. Have you got press shots? Have you, are you working your socials? Are, you know, there's so much you can do. Like, hmm. and people, even with like socials, people are like, oh, I don't know. Like, Someone's like hits me up to to have a look at their socials. Like, oh, I need a bit of a hand, and it's like, you didn't post for two months. Yeah, like what? Like, like I'm gonna. Say I don't that. know what. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like, you didn't post anything for two months. Of yeah. course. And like, look, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say I'm, look, I'm not great with my social media, yeah. but then I'm not sitting there going, you know, you know, why am I not? Because like it's just something that, you know, I'm. And this is, I'll get a little bit sort of on the personal side here. So like, yeah. I've, I've always been like my whole life, I've pretty much, I've always been overweight and that's kind of like, it's kind of taken a bit of a toll on me. And uh, you know, I've always had the opportunity. The confidence kind of yeah, thing. It, it's, stuff, yeah. it's really fucking like, it's really fucked my self image. And, and it's not that I'm not a conf confident person. Like I'll go out and speak to anything, but like when it comes to actually looking at myself as a person, my self image isn't great yeah. and, and and i obviously realized you know i need to you know that needs to change you know i need to obviously learn to love myself yeah and but it's the fact that it's not that i don't love myself i just obviously realized like there's there's an issue here to my health and i need to fix it and you know i'm trying to do what i can to, to fix it you know and every year i try something different unfortunately i haven't found something that's worked but i'm slowly getting there i'm improving yeah, yeah. um so when it comes to that, when it so I've never really been a hugely photogenic person. Like yeah. I, I've never really gotten like as I said, that's why getting press shots was such a big thing for me because yeah. I've never never really kind of done that thing, and and so yeah, I just, I don't have I don't get many pictures. Like I haven't had a huge amount of gigs, so I haven't had a huge amount to post. But I'm not sitting going, oh, why I'm not getting booked because. As I said, the social media, the social kind of stuff, that's not really big. That's not important to me. Yeah. Whereas to someone 
excuse me, someone to, to Emily, her socials are very important to her Brisbane, yeah. to her, um, to her mm. DJ scene, because, you know, that's, that's her thing for like, as I said, I'm don't really need to focus so much on my socials. Then probably the one that I focus most on is my SoundCloud. Mm. Um, because obviously that's where people are going to hear my stuff. That's where, you know, I'm going to get recognized. Yeah. So that's where I sort of put the most effort into, into my mixes, into, um, into my techniques, into my song selection, rather than focusing on, on you know, my pictures and, and, and I will get there, you know, hopefully as i get more gigs i'll you're obviously going to get more opportunities to get more shots of me playing yeah. and shit like that so but you know you know what like someone said this to me they're like i can't like because specifically because it was covid they're like i don't have shots of me out doing stuff yeah you know at events and gigs and it's like let people in on the other shit that you do mm. like it doesn't have to be all dj related it can be like your personal yeah, life you add, stuff like that like you know yeah. shit like i just got my new car like yeah. check out the it's so hilarious. The seats are like Titan seats. It's even yeah. Scottish seats. Oh fuck! Oh, I've, I've did you ask? Did you ask for that or no, pay for no, it? That's what it comes they're, with. They're all, I think all of the GTIs have like Titan seats. So yeah. um, I was just like, yeah, it's a, a nice little thing. But but uh, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, we're fucking human. Like you know, and people relate to that better. Like my with all like my like Boy King Koi Instagram socials, the posts that do better are like shitty candid photos that are like not like I put press shots up. They do all right. I do shots of me DJing. They do all right. But it's the photos of like just random shit yeah. that does better because people can relate to it. Exactly. It's like, like not everyone's a DJ, so not everyone can relate to, yeah. oh, I'm excited to be playing this gig. Some people are like, oh, yeah, whatever. But then you post like a photo of you at the beach or something. Everyone's like, oh, I love the beach. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, know, know? We're, you know, we're all human. We all like to do things. We all got hobbies, interests and shit. And yeah, and yeah it's, it's good to show that, you know, Unfortunately, I, I am a little bit, you know, my my socials are very well, especially my Instagram is very much focused on my on my music. But that's that's what I feel like it's important to me. I don't feel like any need to to show what else I do because to, to be honest, I really don't do that much else apart from music. So but that it can that, be this. And I said this to someone. It can be it can be as easy as this: a photo of you. Playing on record box, like with record box, yeah, or Spotify or whatever, and just just the caption says, "I found so much good music over this COVID break. What are the best tunes that you've found?" Like ask people, and like, yeah, that is a golden post. Like everyone out there, if you're a DJ or whatever, do a post like that, asking a question with you, you know, doing the guts of it, and yeah. you watch how many people are like. Even I just did like, "What's your favorite genre?" Mm. I did a post on Instagram the other day. What's your favorite, you know, what's your favorite genre? And like bulk, bulk responses, bulk engagement, just yeah. because people are like, oh, it's this, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, as I said, we're, we're, we're fucking human at the end of the day. We, we have interests, we have hobbies, we, yeah. we've got other parts to our life that's, you know, not all about music. So, you know, not everyone's, but, but as, as I said, but in saying that, if you want to make your, as I said, I make all my Instagram is, is just pictures of me playing pictures of yeah. my press shots. And, and that's at, at this time, I'm happy with that. So, yeah. so there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, obviously you're, you're hundred percent right. If, but if I was sitting here complaining like, Oh, why is my socials not growing? Yeah. Uh, yeah why am I not getting engagement? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, and, and, and I was sitting there saying, Oh, but I only you got to focus on it for it to be, yeah, yeah. Exactly. if you're not focusing on it, then I'm like, well, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so so yeah so that's as I said that's that's what I really try and focus on trying to make myself stand out and and I as I said I recommend that to anyone that if you're if you're struggling to find out why you know why you're not getting gigs and why you're not getting booked and why you're not getting traction is 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 um 
Yeah, fucking. That was funny. Um, is is yeah? What's what's gonna make you, um? What's gonna make you stand out yeah. compared to um? Compared to everyone else? So yeah. um, put you put your yourself in the shoes of the person booking you. Exactly. The, the venue or whatever. Yeah. So what do we, I bring to the become, table that other people don't? Whoever, whoever it is, that's yeah. Yeah, we've all become very a little bit closed minded where we need to sort of need to see perspective from other other people's other people's views and and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, but I'm I'm enjoying these beers. Wakachangi, man. These are New are, Zealand beer. New Zealand beers. Yeah, yeah, they're really good, man. Um, they're uh, and actually, let's do a quick, let's do an announcement. An announcement. You already know about this, but okay. um, for everyone out there, um, I'm starting to make a beer with candles, uh, scented candles. Fuck yes. Um, so they're going to be, I've got a glass cutter and you've probably all seen that online, online, the glass cutter thing, how you can cut So I'm cutting bottles. So they're beer bottles. They're in a beer bottle mm-hmm. and they're beer scented. And so here's the beer scent. Have a little smell of this. Okay. It's not Amel or jungle juice or anything. Okay. I wish it was, but damn. But have a little smell of that. It's like, it's not, okay. Oh, it's got a bit of an after smell of beer, but it's not, Sorry, you, hold on. Yeah. it's not exactly... Yeah. Okay. That's it's a sweet scent to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very... not it's not people. Everyone's like beer scent. Yeah. And it's like it's not like hundred percent beer, but it's like it's a nice smell. It's quite it's it's quite it's, fruity. It's a little yeah, bit yeah. colorful. Yeah. It, yeah. So. It's fruity. So um yeah we'll be doing um candles coming very soon. I've got all the stuff. Um I just have to make them. Um they'll be handmade. Beautiful. Hand cut glass. All directly from you. Hand everything. I'll be doing it all myself. Beautiful. Um, it'll be it'll be labelled and everything. Um, coming soon for purchase for anyone out there Beautiful. who wants then, to buy and then one. With that, if you miss the pub and you want the smell of the beer from the pub, yep. Light a candle. Listen to the podcast and put the candle on while yeah, you have dim, a beer. Yeah, dim, dim the lights. You know, get maybe a nice, nice warm, uh, nice warm jumper on. Yeah, maybe uh, as I said, maybe get a little bit of chocolate. Light the candles. Get the a mood little bit on. of chocolate. You know, just set <laughs> that, the mood rem- a that bit. remind that reminds me, Emily. If you're watching, your marble chocolate was delicious that night. Oh, she can... left chocolate here. <laughs> yeah, and then like, she messed oh, up. she's left chocolate on mine. I've just hit her up. I'm going. Do you want this? And she'd be like, "Have it." I didn't as even soon hear- as I get the get the all clear, bang, it's gone. <laughs> I, di- I didn't even hear her up. I was just like, "I'm just gonna eat it," and I don't yeah. even I don't even really like chocolate. No, no, but I ate it because she was like so keen on it. Yeah, and then she left it here. I was like, oh, "I'm the, definitely um, eating this." The worst, the the worst, not the, the worst one I did was um. So I bought back in Easter. I bought Kate an Easter egg. Yeah, um, it was like uh, it was like just Kate. Just Kate, yeah. So uh, I bought bought her an Easter egg for for Easter, and she came around to mine. And she left it at mine. And it was sitting there for about a month, and it was just, it wasn't lint, but it was it was a nice it was a nice chocolate, and yeah. ended up hitting her off. And I was like, so you know that um you know that, that chocolate uh, you know that you. chocolate Easter egg I bought you? Yeah, I'm kind of. I know the funniest part was I was on Facetime Facetime tour at the same time whilst I was eating her fucking Easter egg, and I felt like a bit of a dick. So I am a slut for chocolate though. I, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, I don't even like chocolate. Really? really, not really. True. Yeah, oh, I'm it's 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 a really bad. Um, I've got a really bad sweet tooth. So yeah, I don't at all. Like, cause I was on keto for ages. Really? Yeah. Um, and I I love that diet. Um, I I just. I got too skinny though. Really? Well, because because uh, I wouldn't be hungry, man. I'd be yeah. trying to eat as You'd much. Be fasting. As, I'd like... be trying to eat as much as I can when I would eat, but I'd just never be hungry. Yeah, true. And it was like you'd eat as much as you can, and then like you just wouldn't be hungry for ages. And then so I had to start eating like potato and putting carbs back in. But because I wouldn't have any sugar, I didn't have any sugar for so long. Now like chocolate is like 
Oh, sickly sweet yeah, to see, me. I, like, so sweet, Chocolate, man. ice cream, lollies. Like, I'll yeah. fucking smash that shit, bro. Although the one thing is like my one guilty pleasure of like lollies or whatever is like the um, the like Haribo uh, Tang Fastics. Oh, it's like yeah. the, oh, the combination yeah. of ones with all oh, the sugar yeah. and, you know, the sour sugar. The, and the sugar. one um, fucking me and Kate have been smashing at the moment is the new Allen Sours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, holy fuck, bro. Those are, like, unbelievable. I actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like, I bought a packet the other day and it was, like, gone in, like, three minutes. I was like, that's so fucking embarrassing. Like, that's so bad. But it fucking felt so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. But, and that's like that... Um, you know, I always say like everything in moderation, including moderation, which means like sometimes you've got to like fucking like go all out. Like you've got like to have that. a blowout and stuff. Like, you know, like every yeah. moderation, everything in moderation, including moderation. Sometimes you don't be moderate, you go all out. Um, yeah. And that's like me when I buy like a bag of those lollies. Like it's not like I'll have a couple. It's like uh, if I buy a bag of those lollies, I'm going to sit there and eat them all. Exactly. In but, one sitting. Exactly. Like, you know, but, then, like, but then you don't buy them very often. So yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm a little bit the same. Like, I'll maybe buy like a bag of chips or, or like a block of chocolate. Like, I'll fucking smash it in one sitting. But yeah. then I'll give it like three weeks or something before I do it again. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's what like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've got fucking terrible sweet tooths and I'm just like, just, yeah, crave it. So. I've got a terrible beer tooth. Beer tooth, really. <laughs> which yeah. is, a, you know, which is probably why I can't have a sweet, if I had a sweet tooth as well i'd probably be like massive yeah well i've i've actually i was never i was never really a huge beer drinker um and then i sort of i got into stone and wood which apparently some people don't see as a, like a proper beer but anyway so that it got just me the pale ales and yeah. stuff is that what you mean like yeah the stone and wood yeah pale well, the, the, yeah, yeah that's what one. most places have from stone and wood i found yeah exactly so i got yeah. into them and i was like fuck that's actually not bad nice and, and fruity and then i um and then like 150 lashes and shit like that so so you like your it. pale ales yeah, so I was, but before I was never really huge. Uh, I was always I was whiskey and coke for a while, and then I I still am rum and coke, but for well, I'm, I'm what, sure like Bundy rum or like oh spice yeah, yeah yeah just like basic rum like nothing nothing like because yeah, Bundy rum's different to rum like you know what I mean like, yeah, rum, yeah Bundy is its own like it's not even rum it's its own yeah alcohol well I'll, I'll drink Bundy rum but then I'll drink Captain Morgan's and, yeah. and shit because so. like Captain Morgan's is very different to Bundy rum yeah exactly but I um yeah well I'm, I'm sure I told you so yeah I um. I, my partying just kind of got a little bit control, sort of a little bit out of control towards a little bit uh, towards the end of last year. Yeah, and yeah, it just got to the point where I was just drinking pretty much like Thursday to Sunday. Like, you know, if I was going to Tuskies on a Thursday, I was met Friday, Saturday night, and then you know I was going to Stockies on a Sunday. Like, excuse me, I was drinking a lot. Yeah, and I just remember I was sitting um sitting at New Year's Day phone party at the beginning of this year, and I was just like fuck like is what's the point of all this is this all worth it like yes obviously you know enjoy myself and shit but at the time i yeah. just kind of like overkilled it and i was like what am i actually getting like you know i'm it's costing me money it's fucking really unhealthy for me i'm getting like really shit hangovers like what's yeah. what is is the is it is the reward worth it yeah. and i just sat there and said honestly no so i i said look i'm gonna go a month without without um well it was originally a month without drugs and alcohol and then um so i sort of went that first month and then i was like oh, okay like that wasn't too bad you know kept it fairly controlled and then i went two months without alcohol and then it just kind of slipped into place where i was like, you know i've done two out two months 
I love it. I love it how like the first month was drug and alcohol free, and the yeah. Second, yeah, then you're like, and the second month, look, then I did it without alcohol. Yeah. And then, <laughs> look, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot here. Yeah, but, yeah, look, no incriminating evidence. No, you started having coffee again. That's what it was. Yeah, you so had it's, coffee. It's, that's it's, a drug. It's, it's the kinds of coffee spot. Look, and as I said, look for 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 me, I made a. I look. I look. And, and and at the end of the day, look, it's my life. I I looked at it. I was like, look, for me, it was easier to give up. It was easier to give up al- easier to give up alcohol than it was to give up the drugs. Yeah. Um. Because you know, as I said, I wasn't the drugs. Well, obviously, you know, drugs cost money, but you know, I was spending like fucking two hundred bucks on alcohol. Alcohol's at the, expensive. Yeah. At the, at the Met, I was I was paying like two hundred bucks a week, especially on al- at clubs and dude. Yeah, and it was that, fucked. Like, and so, so yeah. yeah, and and so yeah, so I, I wasn't. Um. So yeah, I gave up drinking, and as I said, two months went by, and I was actually like, fuck, this is actually isn't too bad. Like, and it's just like clicked in the place where it's just I just didn't I just didn't drink. I just didn't yeah. I didn't crave it. I didn't I didn't feel the need to. And and yeah, so it was. It it's was, good to go through that so that you know that what that's like exactly and and then, you know it. like it's like a lot of people will just like they once they turn 18 they get immersed in that world that's just their life yeah and exactly. then you don't realize that when you have that break there are all these other benefits and other things that are really good yeah that you don't realize until yeah. one of the biggest one i was i was talking to my roommate about this the biggest one that we've realized is with all the clubs being shut is actually how much alcohol obviously with, with your weight but we've realized it in the fit like in your, it, re, it seems to i don't know for some reason we've realized that it's Notice that in people's faces get really bad when, uh, like, when they drink a lot. Like, yeah, yeah when you know, when you, well, we get a sesh freak pretty much. But yeah, you get it like really badly in your neck. And yeah, I had a fucking really bad double neck for, uh, sorry, double chin for a while. And you know, once I gave up fucking drinking, I just noticed my neck became tighter and tighter. Yeah. And then I was like, oh fuck, like, there's my jaw. I haven't fucking, <laughs> I haven't seen that for a fucking couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And then I would fucking go and lose it on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it because it's dragging behind you. It's over in it. It's over in Ipswich. Or, or, or <laughs> exactly. you're in Ipswich yeah. and your jaw's still I'm in fucking home Brisbane. I'm driving over my jaw's still in Ipswich. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. So I, realized, I was like, fuck. So, yeah. So I, I did do, I did five months without drinking, which was like for me, for someone that was that's drinking good. every weekend. For anyone, that's good. Yeah. So I was, I was pretty chuffed with myself. And, and then it was only until um, I did a beer with with you. <laughs> yeah. When you came for the to play the event. Yeah. yeah. To do to do the That's event, a, and then I was like, "Well, it'd be rude not to yeah, fucking have a beer. Better have a beer. The name has beer in it. Yeah, that's no, the, it's a good thing and the bad thing about me attaching beer to what I'm doing. Oh, but it's good because like I'm always drinking the beer when I'm doing something that's productive for what I'm doing. Yeah, but it's bad because I'm like kind of now known as someone who has to drink beer all the time. Yeah, it's almost like a a given. Like people, are like, oh, I'll have a beer with this. I'm like. Okay, yeah. like even yeah. if I'm like not feeling like I'm like okay, I'll have a yeah, beer with I, you. I, I have to. But um, so um, so it's a good, it's a positive and it's a negative. Yeah, <laughs> at exactly. the same time. So yeah. no, I still got 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 it. But I, I was I was always sitting there like through like the pit like when when we started like easing restrictions and stuff like before I did the mix I was like okay once everything opens back up I'm gonna start drinking and 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 then I did the mix I was like okay well now it's sort of you know a fitting time to you know start having a couple of beers and but then in saying just that keep I, it under control exactly I've, I've, and that's what I've done like I haven't like I, I've drink like maybe like every two, two no I would say like three weeks 
probably. Like, I, I, yeah, I went out for a couple of Everything in moderation. Night. Exactly. I went Even out, moderation, though. You'll have that one night where you just get well, like, well, blasted well, and you'll just fucking like, you know. Yeah. Well, like dude, that gig you were talking about on the Goldie where yeah, it's like, exactly. pull dude, over, pull over. Dude, oh, fucking, I remember like after a beer with, I was just, I remember getting home and just sitting there just going like, holy fuck. I'm so, yeah, cause, especially because you hadn't drunk for <laughs> yeah, so long. Exactly, like, yeah, It only takes but a then couple. I had, I, and then I remember sitting there, I was just like, fuck, I don't feel, like, just before I went to bed, I was like, fuck, I don't feel well. And I was like, nah, fuck this. Made myself vomit, had a tech problem. As soon as I had that, I was like, dude, I'm sweet. Woke up the next morning, like first night drinking in five months, I woke up without a hangover because I had a fucking tech problem before I went to bed. What's so. your, what's What's your um, strategy with tack forms? Do you have to do fingers down the throat or what? what's your – Yeah, just – To make it? See – Because I used to be – so because when I first started drinking, I used to get really sick in the stomach. Like my stomach would get all queasy. Yeah. And then I'd have a spew and I'd be fine and I could keep drinking the whole night. So yeah. I got really well, good exactly, – He was telling me about that, that he – I think he calls yeah. them sacrifice beers. Yeah. So he has three beers to like fucking like line his stomach and then he forces himself to throw up. Yeah. And then he's just sweet for like the next 20. But for me, so I actually – I was actually quite impressed with this record that I had. So – before before a, the a beer with a Ven, I hadn't thrown up since Touch Base last year. Yeah, but like I've been drinking like the whole time. I had to go out yeah. on the weekends and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. get absolutely hammered. But I just, I would not throw up, and I was like, dude, I've gone like a year without throwing up. And then I was like, well, after I came home after after the event, I was like, fuck, I do not feel well. I was like, nah, fuck this record. I'm just I'm just gonna puke. Yeah, yeah. And then it just like cold came out, so it was just just fingers down the throat. And then it was like just came out, and I was like, got up, it's like. Sweet. Sweet. Went yeah. to bed, woke up, and I was fucking completely fine. I was like, fuck yeah. So I, got, I got so used to doing the tactical vomits that I don't have to do the fingers down the throat. I literally can just go like. Really? And make myself do it by like pulsating, like pulsating your stomach True. and like oh. making the, like the, the feeling and then yeah. eventually just go. And just spew like true, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Although I don't advanced. spew as much as I used to, because I don't get that sick feeling anymore. Like, yeah. No, it's like I'm just, just get drunk. Fuck yeah! This is what people want to listen to when they, when yeah, they yeah. Into podcast vomiting. Yeah, two dudes po- talking about vomiting. Fuck talking about yeah. vomiting. This is the peak of podcasting. Yeah, legit vomiting. So no, I went out for a couple. Of, I went out for a couple of drinks. Like, dude, I had like six rums, and I woke up this morning, and I was like, oh my god, uh, that's like, that's relevant because it was the rum. Uh, what's it called? Rum Jungle? Is oh, that yeah, what the so event's was, called? Yeah, Rum Jungle. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. That, was, that was cool. It was good to um, it was good to get back into like a little bit of normality. Like, I've, dude, I fucking miss the Met, and I keep telling everyone like, now that it's gotten like, it's gonna be interesting to see when they open. Yeah, it's been like five months since. Is it four, four, four or five months? Since, four, know. four months since they closed. Pretty much March. I was, I was actually, um, I was actually fortunate enough to play um the last event before uh Three. before they closed. Yeah. Three, maybe almost coming on. Four. Yeah. So. But like it's now gotten to that stage where like the first couple of weeks it was kind of like oh okay something new you know oh, I was like it's only been a month since we've been at the Met or it's only been a couple of weeks it's like yeah. whereas like now the Met is actually like a memory to me it's actually like a stored yeah. memory that like it cha- it's changed it's like, the way remember I when we used to ever go to the Met it's like a nostalgia yeah, thing li- like it is literally you remember? It feels like <laughs> oh it, yeah I remember it literally remember. feels like it, it's shifted the memory has shifted to a different part of my brain to yeah. like the nostalgia part of the brain because it's been that long since it's we've like gone in the long term memory yeah exactly yeah remember literally. the Met? Yeah, oh yeah, I fuck. remember. So no, it was it That's was a good. South Park reference for anyone who's the old member berries. Mem- oh yes, I yes. The yes. Oh I remember, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um so um so yeah, so um so it was good a good last night to sort of get a bit of normality to go and sit, have a couple of drinks and some music kind of shit. So yeah. um, just to be out. Yeah, just to be out with people. I remember when I went out, I was like, we're out. Everyone, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> we're out. Like everyone's like, we are, we're out. Literally. So but no, it was good. I wanna um 
if we go back because yeah I was, I was saying i was i played um i played the last so the last event on the 14th of march i played ben anthony yeah. and friends yeah so i was i was put into a really um a really interesting spot so it was i was put on from 9 45 till 10 30 yeah so it's a really weird time because it's kind of like the met doesn't really kick off till about 10 30 11 ish yeah. so it's like i knew if i, I knew i think i had that alexander absent was on from 9 till 9 45 yeah. and i was like fuck like you know like I, obviously from being with the Mets so much I, I knew the club was going to be empty at that time um when i hopped on so i kind of thought i, I said look what am i what am i going to like what's what's the night and i kind of look ben's ben's very tech he's uh, he's tech bass house and techno but he wasn't on till as i said he was on on at 12 and i was only until 10 30 and i sort of sat there and i thought like what what's the best thing to do in this situation and i had to think about my time slot and then i had to think about that fucking um dos was played aiden was playing after me yeah. and i sort of thought look i'm not gonna play i'm not gonna play like underground tech like because i knew all right i knew i had to play tech house because yeah like you that know, was the vibe that was the vibe that yeah. was that i knew like that's what ben was probably go from tech house into bass house into maybe like techno or something yeah. and as i said aiden i knew aiden's tech house um so i was like look obviously i can't fucking play baseline and i can't play bass house so i knew it was going to be tech house yeah. but then I, I had to think and i was like well Instead of instead of just playing a good set that I think are all these like tunes that no one's ever heard before, why don't I actually do the opposite? I'm actually gonna do I'm actually gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna play fucking tech house people know and also mashups that people can sing along to. Yeah. And I actually made a really nice blend of probably like 50-50 to like commercial tech house to underground tech yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it what it did so yeah, I, I fucking did I hopped on the dance floor was fucking empty. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember Cameron was playing a Badger was playing a gig before and I just see him. I just, I literally play my first song at quarter to 10, and I just see this little fucking man yeah. run down the stairs, get to the fucking bottom of the stairs, and then just look at me, come sprinting towards yeah. the fucking decks. And he's like, he just fucking screams, and he just starts rinsing it on yeah, the dance yeah. floor. And I just like, I was like, fuck yes. And then his roommate Doug fucking came along, and the two of them are just going ham on the dance floor. And all of a sudden, just fucking people just come in that start everywhere. And I was playing like, played like fucking. It just takes one person to start literally. sometimes. Eh? And, and so like, I played like fucking shit like um, San Francisco. Sorry, it's yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so, yeah, it's just like really kind of commercial shit. And then, like played like you know Eminem tech house remixes of Eminem and and shit like that. She so basically played a pro e set. Pretty much, it was, yeah. <laughs> it's like because that's what kind of the vibe. Yeah, of like so you can't get away with playing more of the underground stuff, but you got to play like a little. Yeah, bit Yeah, it was stuff. so. It was literally just like that's what you said. You did fifty fifty. Yeah, it was, it was. Oh, I literally just thought I was like, dude, I'm just gonna get people onto the dance floor. That was my goal. Yeah. I was, I was like, look, I'm actually gonna pretend Aiden, uh, Aiden's the headliner, yeah. and I'm gonna get a fucking crowd there for him. Yeah, because as I said, time like you know, fucking, it's an hour and a half between I finish to when Ben starts. So there's no point in being like, oh, I'm gonna build a crowd for Ben when there's someone on after me. So yeah, yeah. I saw I thought, look, I'm going to fucking practice. Oh, no, sorry. I'm not going to practice. I'm going to pretend that Aiden's the headliner yeah. and focus on getting a crowd for him because yeah. he's also a fucking big name. You know, he's been a resident as a Met. He fucking owns ex-cargo. Yeah. So he's also a fucking big person to have play after me. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that was my mentality about it was just like, okay, how can I get as many people as possible onto the dance floor singing along and shit because I knew that's what was going to get the results. And that's fucking what I did. Like, as I said, just play like commercial shit that people could sing along to, but it was also like dancey. And dude, it was probably my fucking probably my best set I've ever played yeah. because it was something it was something I don't usually play it was it was me playing to the time not playing to my sound yeah um 
And Which is I, valuable for a deal. Like you need to know how yeah, to do Yeah, exactly. That. Like exactly. The fact that I had to, I had to put my ego aside and be like, okay, I can't play my usual fucking tone. I've got to I've got to accommodate to it. It's got to be appropriate. Yeah, exactly. You've actually got to think about other people when you do it. Um, and and as I said, so that was a really big, and I was really proud of myself for doing that. And, and as I said, you got to look back at these moments and be like, you know what, fuck, I actually did really well there. You know, that was that was a really great decision. And then you also need to look back at times where, I, you know, I was like, and then I look back at that pro set playing bass house wasn't a great idea but you know it is what it is yeah. and i learned from it so you know yeah. it, it, it is really valuable to be able to play to your time slot and it's quite funny like i, I remember being at a house party and like there was that fucking deck set up there and like these like fucking i think they were just like playing like rhythm at the fucking like nine o'clock at a house party and i was like get get the fuck out of here like get look, get get out of here fucking put my usb in and then again played like dom doll i like that kind yeah, of shit yeah. like nine o'clock funny enough all the fucking girls start coming then i start playing bass house and then i put it into bass line and then everyone's like okay like this is cool he's bringing yeah. the energy up and then like fucking and then i was like, like okay now we can go there's a difference between someone who's a mixer and a dj exactly that's exactly it's, what you're out like that's like exactly, a perfect that, example exactly yeah. so uh, yeah i was like okay so i mixed it harris and then they're like okay dom doll like you know dude it's nine o'clock it's a house party like people don't want to be fucking rinsing at that time they're like people are still rocking out getting a drink so they're like okay like sing along kind of shit build it up went into bass house went into bass line and then all right now the party's starting getting the energy and then yeah and then fucking went and then that's when we went into dub so yeah it, it, that's what i mean when it you know it is really valuable to to read the crowd that you can't just fucking rinse rhythm whenever you want um and and, and it's a shame because you know we we, we sit and it, it's unfortunate that it, we just pick on rhythm because it's unfortunately it's a it's a genre that not everyone loves so it's it's easy to sort of pick on um that it can sort of come across a little bit annoying but yeah it's it's you know i wish i could fucking play baseline whenever the fuck i want but i can't so have you ever heard of the uh the rule of three principle the rule of three, rule of three. i don't think i have so it's when you're djing the yeah. set it's like ultimately it's called the rule of three yeah. principle but it's like you every three songs you do so you do one for you yeah one for the crowd and one for both of you. True. So one that you will love that some of the crowd might love, but it's not necessarily for them. Yeah. One that you maybe don't love, but you know the crowd will love. Yeah. And then one that you love that you know the crowd will love. And yeah. if you can do that all night, that's how you can sort of like gauge. And I suppose it's just a ratio really. Yeah. Because then you can sort of introduce new music to people, but also – no, that's stuff cool. they yeah, like I, I and actually, still yeah. enjoy your, your your night too because you're still playing some stuff that you really love. Yeah. And then no, you're playing I, some stuff that the cool. crowd yeah, loves. I, yeah. I've actually never heard of that. Yeah, so the rule of three. I, yeah. I like there's that, a heap yeah. of these there's a heap of these old school DJ principles that used to be like things yeah. that a lot of people don't know about that like yeah, I, I was just speaking to Badge, uh, Badge this morning, Badger, yeah. and told him about like rotating the dance floor. Like that's another like concept that mm. um, that used to you know some bars used to like you doing, which is like peaks and troughs in your sets, so that like you build it up so everyone dances, and then you drop it back to something everyone knows with less energy, so the people on the dance floor go, oh, I'm gonna get a drink. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. the people who are just drinking, like, oh, I know this song. Like and then you build it back up, so you bring them in, and so you yeah. sort of rotate it through. But no, there's all these, there's all these like strategies and principles yeah, and, that and used to be and because you used to be trying to make money for the venue. It wasn't just about building a dance floor; it was about you know getting them to sell yeah. drinks. Like and, you know? and 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 that's the thing. Yeah, it's not just the fact that you can just sit there and play whatever you want for an hour. It's yeah. Is is at the end of the day, like the reason why we pay like DJs are paid so much is because it's a fucking skill. Not many people can do mm. and you've got to take into shit. Like 
Dude, how many fucking other jobs do you know that pay like fucking 80 bucks an hour or whatever? Like that's, that's I, although yes, you're only doing it for an hour, but the reason why it's so fucking high is because like you've got to actually think about what you're doing and it's a fucking, as I said, it's a skill not everyone can do. Like, and, it, and, and unfortunately with, you know, it is getting to that point where there are so many DJs out there, but you know, how many DJs can, you know, as I said, fucking actually play well to their time slot? That's yeah. a little bit out of their fucking comfort zone. So. I said this to Cameron, I'll say it again. There's a difference between... A normal like anyone can DJ and then there's a big difference between a DJ a good DJ and a great DJ yeah you know like anyone can be a DJ yeah a lot of people can be good DJs yeah. not many people can be great DJs yeah. like you know that's a that's a big there's a big jump there's a big difference between a really great DJ and a DJ exactly yeah yeah so um yeah, it's 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 all yeah, it's 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 really as simple as that. But my my next thing I'm really focusing on is is my production. That's that's why yeah. I've, I've now realized. So you're like, trying to get into it because because you were on Logic, right? Yeah, you were just talking about that before, and I know we've given you a bit of a serve in some of the Friday yeah. knockoffs about Fuck being a Logic Storm. user. Yeah, um, I don't mind Logic though. Like I've um, there's many tutorials and and um like fucking courses and stuff that I've done and watched and that where they work in logic and it yeah. looks quite good. It's so the only reason, the only reason why I use logic is because when I was at school, we use garage band yeah. and That's, logic yeah. is an extension, it's the extension of garage. Of garage. Of it's garage more band. complicated. So it's, it's, you know, same shortcuts, same layout, yeah. that kind of stuff. So that, yeah. that's only the only reason why I used it yeah. was because I was familiar with it. Um, and also cause I could get a fucking cracked version of it really easily. So, so that, that's why allegedly, I allegedly, allegedly Sorry, 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 allegedly. allegedly. I'm looking out for you, yeah, bro. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Not uh, that anyone's going to like, Apple are going to be like, oh, you didn't pay for that? Really? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to sue you. Yeah, well, yeah, allegedly on an old computer that I don't have anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I've, really, I've now, re I've, I've gone to the point where I'm just like, okay, I need, there's a big gap and I've, I've now come to accept that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get Ableton. I'm going to start from an absolute clean slate. I'm going to go to Storm and just be like, look, bro, just, just get me teach me. I'm gonna teach me from zero and teach me to come something, and then I can go from there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to yeah, as I said, just starting on an absolute clean slate, starting from the absolute basics again, because I'm at this kind of weird point with logic where I kind of know what I'm doing, but I also really, I really don't. Yeah, I like to think I know what and I'm doing, and that's the big difference. That's why I recommend Ableton to so many people, is because apart from the fact I think the workflow and the way it works is so intuitive and user friendly. Yeah, but also like. So many people use it that you can get help from exactly. so many people. Like, yeah. you know, like there's so many people out there who you can just hit up like Storm or, you know, like I'm more than willing to help people. And yeah. there's like heaps of people out there who do Ableton stuff. And exactly. it's like, but how many people do like hence why i'm stuck in, this, in logic or stuck in the mud know? with this logic because yeah, it's hard to find like decent tutorials yeah. and shit like that. So I've just gone, right, I'm going to start with an absolute clean slope go from the basics and then that will should hopefully be enough to just kind of like go, all right, now I know what I'm doing and get the ball rolling. So that's my next step. So I said to Storm, I, I set a goal for myself. I, I didn't, it, a little bit of an unrealistic goal, but it, it was something in place just for as, as something was, I, I said to myself um, the other day, I was like, look, in a year's time, I want to, I want to be able to like tag my own song in an Instagram story. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, to have it on. Yeah, yeah to, 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 to like, put it out. And exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, put it like a picture on my Instagram story and like put my song 
like have a clip of my song playing on my Instagram story. Um, and then I just talked to Storm about it and he was like, dude, there's like fucking five steps you need to do before he can do it. And I was like, okay. But like, it's still like, I, I'm still going to keep that goal. And he said, no, keep that goal. But yeah. just realize like, okay, bro. Just realize yeah. it may not be a great song. He just said, realize there's, there's a lot of steps to doing it, but it's a good goal to have. And, yeah. and I've, I've never, and I've never really been someone to set goals until I've actually started seeing results. And now that I'm actually seeing results, I'm actually going, oh, okay. So setting goals is actually fucking quite a good idea. Yeah, it's <laughs> actually good. Like literally, I've always just tried to sort of get by. I've never really had anything like in place. Yeah. Whereas like now I'm sort of realizing, okay. As I said, is that I, an insecurity though? Like insecurity oh, and, it and, and lack of confidence? Because it's like it been, if yeah. I put out a goal and I don't fail uh, you know, and I don't get it, mm. like, you know, I'm going to feel like shit because yeah. you don't maybe have the confidence or believe in yourself. I just yeah never never had like to I always thought oh why would you write goals down or like why can't you just like tr just strive to be the best and I didn't and as I said so so now that I've realized that I was like cool in twelve months time like I want to have my own song my Instagram like yeah. on my Instagram story like okay it might fucking take a while to get there but that just means I've got to work hard I know I've got the passion to do it. I yeah. fucking I sit on the deck like if I do dude if I do what I do on the decks fucking every day like I'll easily get there like I know I will. Because I, I've I've proven to myself. I've the thing is, the thing is though that there's a big difference between. I always say like DJing's fun and production's work. Because when you're DJing, you do cool shit that sounds awesome all the time. Yeah. When you're producing, you've got to listen to shit yeah. for a long time, and eventually it starts sounding good. But it's like at this very start of any tune you start, you're like, oh man, this sounds so bad. Like. But it's the exact same with DJing. Like you're gonna, your transitions are fucking gonna sound, yeah. gonna sound shit to start off with. But then something clicks, something works, something sounds cool, and you're like, that keeps you, that that keeps you motivated, that yeah. keeps you going. And and I'm hoping the same thing happens with um with music production. Like I know it's gonna be shit at first, but hopefully I'll you just got to get used to listening to shit stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and, I've and not judging it too much, being like it's shit now, but it's gonna sound better. Later. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 also realizing, look, if I like if if I don't go through, you have to go through the shit to get to the good. Like yeah, you've got yeah. to go through the dirt to get to the goal. That yeah, kind of yeah, thing. exactly. So so yeah, you're lucky, but man, there's heaps more resources out there these days. Like, yeah, and dude, I've back so when Storm started, when I started, like all. These got all, all the people around that sort of like era. Yeah, man, YouTube tutorials were not really a thing. Like there was some, but it wasn't like yeah, you and couldn't type in how to make this baseline or how to sound like this or how to do this or anything specific. It was yeah. like just basic tutorials. Like yeah. it wasn't now where you can literally. How do I do that? And you just how type to make, it in. How to make excision bases or yeah. how to Or how, how do to I do this? Anything you want to do, yeah. you just type it in and you're like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, as, and as well with that, I've, dude, I, I know I'm so fucking fortunate to have such a fucking good support network that yeah. I've got Storm, I've got you. I know if I hit up fucking art supplies, he'll fucking yeah, he'll yeah, look Jordan. after me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know so many people that, yeah, can fucking really look after me. You know? Yeah, that's why I almost get jealous of people these days who are like starting production because I'm like, all the guys who like I see start in the last year, two years or in the last mm. couple of years, everyone progresses so quick because yeah. there's so many tools, there's so many tutorials, so much information. Yeah. Whereas I remember back in the day, it was like, how do you like, how do you side chain? And, and then it's like, you have to like, it, it took ages to like filter through. There wasn't videos. It was like blogs where they would, it was written. And yeah. so you had to like read it and like, 
oh, okay, like it was just, it just wasn't that information that there is now. So yeah, you guys are really yeah, lucky. I get, I do get jealous of the progression that I see people uh, yeah. making these days because there's so much, you know, information. And, and but, there wasn't D, like TJ schools, production schools. They didn't exist. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. Exactly. Like you so, couldn't, you couldn't pay for a course to do production or you couldn't, you know, you had to sort of know someone or just yeah. figure it out yourself. And literally, yeah. So, but on that note, I'm absolutely fanging for a piss. Let's go take a piss. Gonna we'll go take a piss, a piss and then All we'll right. be back. Beautiful. See you guys soon. Well, gee, and we are back. Well, we got, we got one beer left. Oh, I yeah, I should get more. Wait. No, I honestly, I, I'm driving, so yeah, my, you can't. my, 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 oh, you have enough. that one. No. Oh, you can't have one. I'm, honestly, oh, no, I'm going to leave it too. You can't, you can't get, you can't, uh, it's a get, brand new car. You can't get pulled over in yeah. your new car. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to know about growing up here, coming over at eight. How was that? Coming with a, with a Scottish accent, you know, kids can be quite brutal. I think it would be all right. When you're eight, that's what grade three, grade two, grade uh, two. Great, yeah, grade two. Um, I think that's better than coming at like high school or so, you know what I mean? Like 13, 14 would be a pretty average time to come over to a new spot. Yeah, yeah. As, as I said, I, I, yeah, hadn't obviously, I was fucking eight years old. So, you yeah, know, I, young. I, yeah, I, I obviously I had friends and stuff like that, but I wasn't sort of invested in, in sort of anything major. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, it was fine. I, I it was a very, it was a very average life. Well, no, no, sorry, I don't want to say. No, you know, I will say this. I, I had a very average, um, growing up. It was really nothing special. As I yeah. said, you know, my my parents were together for for a while, but then everything kind of changed in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, so so I'm sorry on the so at the end of 2016 so on Boxing Day my dad left yeah um, my dad left my mom it was a big big kind of shock um, and yeah I fucking had like did not nobody nobody saw it coming kind of thing and it, it was unfortunately it was it was a very just a sudden up and up and out kind of thing and it was very tough at the time and and so what that led to into 2017 was was sort of a, i went i went through a bit of a difficult time sort of mentally yeah. i uh obviously that you know the whole that, world changes. yeah that's that's a big thing to happen i was at uni um yeah. so you know i was trying to do all these all this uni work and um i remember i was trying to do it was like the first week of, of january or something like that like, like yeah. that and i was doing an assignment and I was trying to post it like five minutes before it was June. It wasn't posting and and I just got like really angry for some reason and I just went fucking bang, punched my wall, hit the fucking beam in the wall, the wooden beam, broke my last knuckle. So oh, I was so in, you did it. It's not not the classic punch a hole in the wall. Yeah, like, it didn't classic, go through. Bang! Oh! Yeah, it was, oh, it was yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking Oh jeez, like what the holy fuck. Why did I do that? Yeah, literally. So yeah, I fractured a knuckle in my in Fuck my, you, past Greg. Yeah, yeah like, So yeah, so I so I fractured a knuckle in, in uh, sorry, yeah, I fractured a knuckle. Um so I was in a cast for four weeks. So this this was my beginning of twenty seventeen. My dad had just left. Um I fucking so they 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 then to to help with the stress of my family breaking up, they prescribed me with Valium. Let's give a fucking nineteen year old Valium. Let's that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, I broke my fucking hand. Like all this shit was going on. I got fucking addicted to the Valium. So I didn't realize like at the time, like at the time, I, as I said, this was pre-met days, pre-party days. Like I'd go out and drink and shit like that, but I wasn't really invested in the party scene and I'd never yeah. done drugs before. So yeah, not even, not even weed or anything like that. So I was having these like fucking, I was having these Valiums and I didn't realize like that I was fucking getting hooked on them. 
And then I started, it was like one a day and it was fine. And then all of a sudden I started having like two a day and then started getting more. And I was like, fuck, these are like really good. And then it got to the point that where like I had, I think I ended up having 13 in one day. Yeah. 13 Valium in one day. And that's, I just remember like being high. That's as a, too many Valium. Wait, you anyone not do not that. fucking, yeah, that was like the dumbest thing I've ever done. Like it, yeah, I, I don't know why I did it. Like it was the dumbest fucking thing. And, um, and fucking what that do it led to the worst fucking come down ever ever in my entire life i was like an anxiety come dude, down. no I, I was it was suicide it was hands down suicidal fucking come down it was really weird i felt like i had i felt possessed i felt like there was something in me that i like had to like and i remember trying to cut i remember i, I had a broken i was at the beach with my friends and we just finished a uni assignment, uh, our last uni exam. And I said, it was at the peak of my fucking Valium addiction. And I just got in, I literally just fucking punched my brother in the face that morning. And I remember going to the beach and fucking started drinking cruisers. Cause that's a fucking great idea. And I just remember like something ticked me off and I just remember getting like really fucking angry. And I just felt like I felt something like there was a demon in me. And I remember having like a broken piece of glass trying to like, like trying try, try to open my arm open to like, yeah. like, like it wasn't, it wasn't uh, I, I trying to slip my wrist kind of to, yeah, to yeah it was, yeah. it was like, there's something in me I need to get out kind of thing. And it just, yeah, led to this fucking horrible calm down and yeah i fucking i lost all my friends and so what like yeah and so that's put me at like absolute fucking at grand zero so that just shows that like dude like yeah i i of course i, I thought that was like i was i was in the absolute down down in the dumps like my dad had just left yeah i, I fucking got hooked on prescription drugs i tried to fucking kill myself like i had all these negatives like i was doing really shit at uni as well of course like i sat there and thought i was down in the dumps but like look at i'm fucking the fact that i can sit here and talk about this is yeah like, yeah it's i can good. see it like yeah it just goes a lot to of show growth since then. yeah exactly it goes yeah. to show that like you know fucking shit changes if you keep if you just keep fucking pushing through it like shit changes and that's it like, like people think always think like oh this is me forever yeah like whenever yeah. it is like, it's like i work at a primary school like and little kids when they're sick or when they hurt themselves they think well this is me forever now i'm always gonna feel like this you know like they're yeah. sick they got a headache and they've never had a migraine before they're like is this my life now? Yeah. Am I going to have a headache forever? This is the worst. But, you know, you don't yeah. realize that you change and you, you, you know, you, yeah, exactly. you enjoy and different things. You get, you know, less, yeah. you're and always changing. Dude, and, and that's what I mean. Like, dude, if you fucking sit there and tell yourself that you've hit rock bottom, that's when you've hit rock bottom. Yeah. It's when you accept the fact that you've hit rock bottom yeah. and you don't do anything about it. Yeah. Like, because that that is when you've truly hit rock bottom. And and so, like, it just goes to show that, like, no matter, like, what what happens if you just keep pushing through it if you just like you just got to think positively like as i said i've been trying to help so many of my mates at the moment like that i yeah i had a friend she's fucking like sitting on the balcony like bawling her eyes out thinking she hit rock bottom and i was just sat there and said look if you if you're gonna sit there and tell yourself that you've hit rock bottom like yeah. that's when you have yeah. like uh, life is life is like it's a fucking wave you you have your ups and your downs it's a sine wave we got real high one time and we were like Oh man, life's like a sine wave. There's like 
ups and downs. It's peaks and troughs. Yeah, like... right, but it, it seriously is. And you can't expect if if you're living your life expecting to be happy a hundred percent of the time, you're a fucking yeah. idiot. And like yeah. you're gonna crash. Trust me. And you're gonna crash hard. Yeah. If you sit at like if you sit going through life trying to sit maybe. That accepting that you know seventy five percent of the time you're gonna be you're gonna be happy and twenty five percent you're gonna have negatives like like you that's that's the perfect balance when you accept the fact that that you're gonna have negatives you know you're gonna live a happier life yeah and 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 then that's where I'm fortunate enough to sort of come to accept that like you know that shit's gonna happen you can't you can't change that yeah and that's why it's so important but it's to, to, like you said earlier bring it back to the, at the start of uh, the podcast where you said it's about you know, like recognizing that you can only do like changing your perspective. On exactly. It. It's yeah. like, you can always change your perspective. I'm, I'm really like, I'm huge about that. Like reframing things. It's like, Oh, you didn't get the gig. Well, that means that you've got more time to work on your, you yeah. know, like you didn't get that gig or you didn't win that DJ comp. All right. Well now you need to work harder because what did they do better than you? And why did you not win? Exactly. Now yeah. work hard. You know, like there's always ways to reframe things to go, all right, that was a learning experience. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. The, the last thing you'd want to do is, and you just don't take it as a sign of failure. Take it as a sign of learning. Just be Growth, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because the last thing you would want is to get an opportunity when you're not ready and it fucks you for the rest of your uh, the, the rest of your fucking time. The last thing you want is to be booked for something that you weren't prepared for. It comes off badly and it ruins the rest. Like that that's the thing. And that's you know with with I'm I'm that's why I'm glad I'm not, you know, I I've, I've, I've been going to the Met for like almost 3 years now. And I'm kind of glad I'm waiting to making sure that I'm actually the best I can. So like look like, cuz I'm going to sit there like I, I don't know I you know, if the guys in the Met are going to ever book me to be a resident, like, I, yeah. I don't know. I hope so. It's my goal. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, like, you know, the last thing I want is to, and I just want to make sure that when that opportunity comes, I'm the best that, like, you know, I can be. The last thing And I you want do to, it right. You do exactly, a good job. You, you want, want to do a good job when you get exactly, there. Exactly. The last thing you want to do is get booked for when when you're not ready and you and you lose that opportunity and it just, it ruins your brand and you've, you've yeah. lost everything. So sometimes it is a little bit better to get knocked down a couple of times, be told no. Just take it as a sign that, all right, I need to grow. I need to stand need to out a better. little bit more. I need exactly. to work harder. Exactly, yeah. I need to be hungrier. I need to do more. I need to practice more. Yeah exactly like dude fucking people yeah people don't realize this, but yeah pr practice literally makes perfect like yeah it's when it comes to anything not just music like i've, I've realized this with like work and shit like that because yeah. my um the last 12 months my work's all been sales work it's whether it's been retail i've done um i've done door-to-door -door residential i've done events i've done business to business yeah um i'm now in customer support like it's my which retail yeah it, which all entails like you know handling customers and money and stuff like that dude i yeah you can't you can't go i um i did door to door for linta for about like six months last year like every morning we went into the office was pitch practice practicing because like yeah it was cold calling you were knocking on people's doors trying to get them to switch electricity company like people aren't just gonna say yes to yeah. that kind of shit so what we did was every day was pitch practice pretending uh pretending yeah. you know that fucking uh you know that 
What could you have done better? Exactly. What, yeah. Yeah. Well, like you know, pretending to, you know, there's a customer at the door, and, and yeah, exactly. Getting feedback, dude. I know the guys that were in that office for like two years. They still did the exactly the same. They were practicing in the exact same way that the guys that had been there for two weeks were practicing. Yeah. Not so. I mean, not in like saying that practicing is, but still doing the pitch still practice, practicing. doing yeah, the basics, yeah. making sure that like you've got everything covered. Yeah. And it, as I said, it just the more you practice anything, it's just gonna do it. And and sometimes you do you gotta force yourself just to kind of like sit there and and. And, and yeah, you got to try and make it. How, how is this going to like become entertaining for you? How are you going to get hooked onto this? Because as soon as you do, as soon as that ball gets rolling, trust me, it fucking like, yeah, that's that's all I'm speaking from experience. It's just like once that ball got rolling, like I don't I don't sit there and practice. Like I, I don't think of what I do every afternoon is practice. I, yeah, I just, just I play. play. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's it's sit there like I'll like fucking I was literally talking to Kate um the other night. I, I had to say, yeah, to her, you were. Fuck <laughs> 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 up! This guy. Uh, I, had to, I had to throw a little Kate jab in there. I had to throw one in. Um, and for me, for me, mixing isn't. Um, yeah, it's not practice. It's it's an unwinding. It's a it's a stress reliever. And I I, I was in a, like a really yeah I was in a fucking really foul mood and I was being a dick to her for some reason. I was like, look, I'm gonna have a mix. Like, give me an hour. I'll come back and talk to you. And and yeah, I just I said to her, I was like, like. Yeah, I, I, as I said, I just, I just mixed for an hour and it just kind of like everything came out because what I do, what I, what I have everything at home. melts away. It lit yeah, literally. So I, at home, my setup, so I've got like a, 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 like a small dining table for like, it's like fit for two people, but it's quite long. Um, and then I've got my speakers, my decks, and it's against a, a blank white wall. Yeah. And what I do, so I, I always practice through the headphones because I, it's it's not really health it's not healthy for my ears. But because yeah. also obviously like not coming through the speakers, obviously one being because I live in an apartment block, my neighbors aren't hearing it. Yeah. But the second reason, it well the main reason why is because especially be when I record mixes, or because I, all my mixes are on the decks. When you mix through the headphones, you're hearing exactly what's being recorded, yeah. and what you're listening to on the headphones is what the people are going to hear on there and it's through the headphones kind of thing. Them. The the other thing too is if you go to and I don't know how many smaller venues and bars and stuff like cocktail bars and pubs yep. and that a lot of those places don't have good booths mm. so they don't have monitors right there yep. so like the only speaker that's playing like sound the closest one will be like on the other side of the room so there's a delay yeah so it's like if you can't mix in your headphones and you're using the headphones and the booth which mm. is the master that's out there it's actually there's a delay so it's not in time yeah. so it's when you have those sort of circumstances where you don't have a booth monitor right there that's like you know like pumping yeah. straight at you it's really valuable to be able to mix in your headphones because then you go to that venue and you're like, oh, I can mix because I don't have to worry about. Yeah, it's it's know. just as simple. So yeah, all it is 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 so you put a master cue on and yeah. then you just bounce. So the channel that you have up, the cue is obviously going to be off, and then yeah. the channel that you're mixing in is you're gonna have the cue, the on, cue on, and then you turn it off when you go to push it up, and then obviously you transition, turn yeah. it on beat match turn it off push it up that kind of thing yeah. so when i do that put the headphones on i just get into the zone i look at this blank white wall and obviously i'm fortunate enough to play down in coco which which is my favorite fucking favorite venue and i just like sit there and i like stand sorry i stand there and i just i just picture the fucking coco booth like the coco rectangle kind yeah, of yeah visualize just it. looking out into the crowd and it just literally just melts like fucking everything away yeah, yeah. and i like i came back and i like phoned her after like an hour and i'm like Hey, I'm back. <laughs> uh, I'm back, baby. I'm, I'm back. back. And I was like, and like, dude, but when people see, and that's the thing, when I'm in that hour as well, I'm uncontactable. Yeah. Like, yeah. you'll message me, people will call me. The only, 
if even like honestly, I, I, this is pretty bad. Even like my dad, if my dad calls me when I'm mixing, I'll ninety percent ignore it. Like and and that's just for me. It's just purely because it's just like I just get into the zone that I'm just unbreakable. Not unbreakable, yeah. but I just like I just close myself off to the rest of the world for like an hour, and I just like really get into get into the zone. And then yeah, and then after that, I was just like, oh shit, sorry. Like I was having a mix, and so it's it's really important, as I said, to it's almost it's meditation for me. Yeah. It, as, as, my, as, as weird as that sounds it's meditation for me the fact that I have blaring loud music like coming through my headphones that I'm mixing yeah. that's med- that's relaxing that's like clears my mind it just yeah so that that's it, that's 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 it for me it's a, it's a form of meditation not a form of practice yeah 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 that's it um, Cameron was talking you up earlier about yeah, how really? much practice you do yeah he was I, like oh that dude practice and when I started I used to practice fucking like you know two hours a day yeah kind of thing record it and then listen back to it yeah and i even said to to him i was like oh, i used to i used to go to part because i recognized early that mixing drunk is different to mixing sober and if you practice mixing drunk you can do it better yeah so like i used to go to i used to live on college yeah. go to parties drink and then like get smashed leave for an hour, do a mix and then come back to the party Yeah, and, and like just go and record a mix. And then, yeah. But then you go back and you go, well, I just did a mix. You guys want to listen to it? But that's important to like, you know, practice in the state that you're going to be in. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like people don't think about that kind of stuff. Like, and you're kind of doing that when you do your mixes um, with the wall, they're visualizing yourself in Coco. Yeah. You know, like that's another level of, you know, like practicing, with the mindset of where you're going to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Because uh, at the end of the day, yeah, if, if you're just if you're just standing there mixing, visualizing yourself in your fucking bedroom, what's the, what's the point of that? Like, yeah. that's that's you're not you're, that's no, not where you want to mix. Ex- exactly. That's that's not your goal. So you you've always got to picture yourself. That's what, that's why I love, as I said, saying against a blank wall, just because I, I can literally just visualize. But yeah, so. It's, it's, yeah, it just gets into that, as I said, that formation. You of, just of, need to take a photo from Coco Booth while it's like pumping. Yeah. And then just like blow it up and put it on the wall. Yeah. So like, you've actually got it there. Yeah. Like, or a little like GIF or like a video of people just dancing the whole time, Definitely. like a screen on the wall, just like. Ah, oh, I, I think, I think I just need to get back then to Coco. And, like, yeah. Re- yeah. Re- yeah. Re- well, it's got to open up again. Yeah, first. exactly. So uh, maybe, maybe that's. Fingers maybe, crossed that happens pretty soon. Yeah. But. I'm, and my, my real, and I've, I've been saying this probably for like almost a year now. My, my biggest goal in terms of like geek wise, I, um, I really want to open a UK based night down in yeah. Coco because like that like either 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 the 9 till 10 or the uh sorry the 9 till 11 or probably no probably the 11 till 12 that's i don't want the i don't want the one the 12 to 1 or the 1 till 2 yeah i want the i want the 11 till 12 that's my spot because up, yeah. i i know that that is where i can play my sound that's where i can flourish um and and so that's what i'm really so once once coco well once Matt opens back up hopefully uh hopefully we'll get in there and and sort of have a chat to the boys but it's yeah it's it's a tough competitive market and and with with everything sort of it's it does seem to be a little bit that's um you know it's it's all about who you know rather than what you know yeah Yeah. Um, sometimes yeah yeah definitely and and i think but i can tell you what for sure if you don't if you don't fucking practice and you don't stop stop pushing you're certainly not gonna get the opportunities yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) 
So, really interesting. Cameron was saying earlier, sorry to keep bringing up Badger's podcast oh, no. we just did, but he went to Sue Castle last night yeah. and he said like it's it's got a Coco vibe but a little bit more commercial. Okay, yeah. But like that Coco like downstairs, like yeah. closed in sort of vibe. So yeah. he was like, yeah, it's got a real like Coco vibe. So that that could be really cool to go check yeah, out. Def- like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm always, always... And Bloody Art Supplies messaged me like last night at like 12. Yeah, when I was about like in the Uber home. Yeah, from here um, after Friday knockoffs, and he's like, "Oh man, what are you doing? Come to Sue Casa." And I was like, "I oh, was Jordan there." Yeah, True. yeah, because uh, one of our Billy Janthorn party procedures. Um, he's a mate of Jordan's who I know as well. Like used yeah. to do promotions at Capulet um, and stuff with him, and then he moved to um, Tasmania for a while, and he's just come back recently, and he's a resident at um, at Sue Casa. Yeah, so like where, he where was is there. Sukasa? So it's. Like ne- it's like you know where the strip joint is. All the strip joints are yeah, on um, Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. It's like right on the end before. It's the last door before like the train station goes under. You know how the train station, you know how the train stations across the road. Yeah, and the train line actually goes under the. Yes. Right? So it's the last. It's the last door oh, okay, before yeah. you hit that. Uh, bit. Yeah, yeah, I had. I had a feeling. Just yeah, I had a feeling. It was. It was roughly around. Yeah, there, and it's so. just a door. It's just like a wooden. Door. Actually, yeah, it's I should have checked it out. I should have checked it out last night. But my, my, I was. Yeah, I was at Sub Rosa. My phone was on one percent, and yeah, I was yeah. like, I was, um, I was with some chick, and she was like, oh, I need, I need to charge my phone in your car. So that's when we kind of just like ended up calling it at night. But oh, good, uh, nice little. Oh, that's that sounds like a good pickup. Pickup <laughs> thing. Oh, I need to charge my phone in your car. No, <laughs> you charge my phone in your car. Love line with Roger G. Yeah, if you need, if you need, love line with Roger G. If you want to get in with a chick, just fucking tell, tell her you can charge your phone in my car. Nah, it's guaranteed to work every nah, time. So, nah, I just yeah, as I said, I'll just fuck. I, I I wanted I wanted to go to Tsukasa, but I was yeah, I'm fucking yeah, sitting my phone. Uh, we'll go time. do we'll go do a bit of a vibe one other time. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely. Because I think I I wish there was more competitors to the Met. Like, yeah, yeah, in I, terms I, of that. Yeah. Well, it, that's what is in the industry at the moment. Like, back in the day, family and Met used to be, like, fucking neck and neck. Like, yeah. hated each other, super competitive against each other, trying to outdo each other. And then, like, these days, with all the closures of different places, it sort of feels like now each venue is, like, the niche. It's like, that's what they do. Yeah. No one else is competing. Like, everyone's got their own thing that no yeah. one's really competing with. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's good for I think that's good for maybe venues. It's probably bad for DJs mm. and artists and stuff. Yeah, um, definitely. But then you know, competition's always good. It pushes people to do better and bigger things and try harder. Yeah, it, you you've it, it's 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 a fine balance of competing with other people but not comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. It's that's that's it's very important that you know uh, compete with them meant like in 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 your own mind, but be supportive obviously yeah. when you're in person not to be like i'm gonna yeah. fucking do better than you blah 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 blah, blah yeah. because that's just gonna that's just gonna set you back and nobody's gonna fucking book you with that so yeah. but um so yeah so how, how long are we running because i've uh i've got a bit of an afternoon it's like plan. i've been talking heaps um what anything else you want to talk about before we before We're we head fucking, off yeah no we, I, we've I, had I, a bit of a chat about yeah, all we've this done, stuff we've, we've gone we've, around in circles yeah we've gone left right up and down yeah. pretty much no as I, said, I, I i just i really wanted to talk obviously from my experience of the scene yeah um i also want to sort of give some of my some of my own advice um yeah. hopefully people that have listened to this sort of take take something away from it. Yeah. and also that 
uh, that anyone's listening to this, my my fucking, I'm always open to if you want to fucking have it, need some advice in terms of mixing, in in terms of anything like that. If you you need me to listen to me, I will try and listen to mixes. Um, I usually try and get around to listening to them. But have you I listened to my Jimmy's Lockdown podcast mix yet? I have not. I thought it was a speaking podcast, but no, no, it was an actual oh, yeah, an mix. actual mix. Okay, no, yeah. fucking, I I'll send it to you. Yeah, do it, and I listen to it. I didn't actually do it live. I I mixed it in Ableton, so it's pretty hectic. There's um, a lot of times where there's like four tracks playing. Like oh really? most, pretty much the whole time, there's at least two tracks playing most of the whole set. Like yeah. So I tried to like really fucking, it's pretty hectic. Yeah. But no. like not hectic, like hectic sounds and stuff, just like lots going on all the time. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I, my mixes are all done on the decks because I see, I, well, see, I like, usually, this is the first time I've actually done a, yeah. a, an so, Ableton mix, I suppose. Yeah. And produce. Yeah. It. No, but like, as I said, if anyone fucking, if, if you want to fucking hit me up for either some advice, you have some tips, listen to your mix. Um, and also I'm, I'm open to fucking, if you, if you want some, you know, some, not some, I don't want to say lessons because i'm not going to charge but if anyone wants some help in terms of mixing i'm, I'm more than happy to to help if you've got rx2s or something like that if i've got a free minute i'll uh, i'll try and pop down and 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 see if i can give some 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 help because as i said what's what's the point of learning things if you're not going to share your uh yeah, teaching is one of the best ways to learn and like exactly because it, it, yeah it, it reassures what you know yeah, yeah. um I, yeah definitely cements of, it in your mind exactly yeah. so so yeah so that's a, that's about that but um, any any final uh uh, if anyone needs any relationship advice, <laughs> hit him up as well. Um, yeah. As we talked about earlier. Look, no. Love line with I'm Roger G. I'm, I'm certainly. I reckon that could be a thing. Love line with Roger G. I'm, sounds I just like. Put it out there. Oh, wait, that's know, a good name, though. That sounds like a. I, I want to put it out. I'm nowhere near qualified to be giving advice or anything <laughs> like that. But I look, I'm always keen to, to try Love and help line out, with so. Roger G. It's got a nice ring to it's it, man. Love line with Roger G. I think we can do it. I can picture I can picture the poster already, maybe like some nice pink love hearts kind of thing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe on a Friday night, kind of, if you've got a glass of wine, batch him speaking, if you've got a nice bottle and you need some relationship advice, fucking come, come have a chat with me. There we go. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, brother. Um, no worries. Thanks great for to having see me. You. What are your handles? Give us your socials uh, uh, so we can find you online. Like yeah. I'll put links in the description and all that, but yeah. just tell everyone. Yeah, you. so Instagram is uh, rogerg.ukb. Uh, Facebook should just be Roger G or you can add me Gregor Brown um, I'm usually pretty open to accepting anyone um, join the Greg posting group too, yeah the Greg can. posting the, <laughs> yeah. the ogre posting group that's which, pretty that's pretty niche though there's not many people it's just people like there's not many people in that group no it's just just, just a tight bunch um, just and a then, tight bunch but if you can if you can find the Greg posting group and get accepted, there's some gold in there. There is some there's gold. some fucking gold. Yeah. <laughs> and some then gold. um last what last a SoundCloud should just be uh if you look up Roger G. Yeah. On the SoundCloud and yeah, I should have uh hopefully select a three well, as I said, it should be out this afternoon, so when this goes out yeah. it should be up for a couple of weeks. Yeah, cool. But uh, yeah, no, thanks again for having me. It's been mint. Too easy, man. Thanks for coming in. Beautiful. Um, good to catch up and have a beer. Yeah, fuck off. Been very long overdue, so I'm glad we managed to uh, get it done, and I'm sure we'll have uh, so many more. Than Kate's going to be so jealous that you got in on, on one before. Because right? <laughs> we've been talking about doing one for ages. We're going to do the hot wing challenge. The hot wing challenge. Yeah, it's nice. like eat like, the chicken wings like with real spicy ones and get spicier. But fuck we need it. an assistant for that. So oh, you can okay. bring and cook the the hot wings, so we're working. Oh, on, look! I want look. I have no idea how to fucking. Cook no, I don't them, want you to be here. I want to get some. I want to get some. I want to get some hot chicken or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be. I'll be. I can be a hot chick. Sure. 
sure you can. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll eat whatever leftover wings there are. Oh, yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll eat some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Beautiful. sweet. Well, thanks for coming in, man. Um, no have a good weekend. And everyone, go out there and, you know, check out the 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 Selector Mix. It'll be out now, so go yep. check it out. What is, what's it called? Selector? Uh, Select- it's on your SoundCloud? Yeah, Selector 003. Uh, so, yeah, if you just look on my SoundCloud, Roger G, it should be, uh, it should be pinned on my spotlight. Yeah. Tell me what you think. I'm always uh, always open to uh, to feedback and criticism um, and everything like that. So, um, but, yeah, beautiful. Awesome. Thanks, Cheers. man. No worries. All Thanks right. for having me. Thanks, everyone. No Have worries. a good day or night. Whatever you're doing. Have a good one. Beautiful. Boom. There we go, guys. What a podcast. Um, great one. Thanks to Roger G for coming on the show. Um, loved that one. There was some good laughs in there. Uh, you know, some some good conversation, some good info for uh, anyone out there who wants to maybe sort of push forward in the industry uh, and really start getting their name out there. So thanks to Roger. Um, or Greg's his real name, Roger G. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. If you want to follow Roger G on any platforms, just look in the show notes for the descriptions. Um, He explained all his handles before. I'm not going to go over them again. Um, It's just Roger G on Facebook and then Roger G UKB on Instagram. So make sure you go and check out all his socials in the links below. Make sure you're following me on everything. Boy King Koi, A Beer With, super easy to find. Go to the website, www.abeerwith.com. You can get links to everything I do there and uh, everything that we do with the podcast. As I said at the start, guys, I've got these candles available for sale. Um, I think they're going to go really quickly because I already know a heap of people who are very interested in getting their hands on some. So if you're someone who's interested as well, make sure you just get in touch via any of the socials. We do also have some other cool products uh, coming soon. I won't give too much away about those, but we have them on their way. Uh, Some are being made right now. Some are in shipping, uh, and there's some other stuff um, that we're just working on some people to release. So stay tuned for some more announcements on some ways that you can support and uh, sort of show that you are a fan of the podcast. Right, guys, that's it for this one. I hope you're having a great day or night wherever you are, and I'll see you guys soon for the next episode.